you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. So, uh, Tegan. Tegan, Tegan, Tegan. Tegan, Tegan, Tegan. Your girl crush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Called me out on that. Yeah. But there's a good reason. One, yeah. she's beautiful. Two, she's Su- smart. Super intelligent. Yeah. Super, and super intelligent. And she's very grounding for me. Like, I, I know that we told our little new origin story, but... Yeah. Yeah, she's very grounding for me. She's a she's a great presence in my life that's very positive and understands where I want to go. So super Absolutely. appreciative of it. But in this episode, besides finding out about my girl crush, <laughs> um, you're also going to find out about like the breakdown of like birth charts, why they're important to you. All of us put our own personal experiences into like how maybe birth charts have helped us or stuff that we learn from them have helped us with our past traumas. Tegan and I go on a toxic relationship little tree branch i'm always i always get like somewhat nervous about the tree branches like god i hope this fits but (laughs) if it does it does if it doesn't it doesn't spirit wouldn't give them to us if they weren't meant to be well that makes sense but um the biggest thing you should get out of this is she's really going to break down like how these can actually work in your life how you can work with the energies that are already there um her voice is very soothing she's very funny And we just have like a lot of similarities, even on our shadow sides that we get to joke about too. So, well, and I love learning about the astrology from her point of view. I really, really do. So enjoy Tegan and uh, check out her links below because she is live for birth chart reading. She takes them seven days a week. Can't stop, won't (laughs) stop. You know what I mean? So here she is. Enjoy. Desiree. Hello, Shannon. How are you? I'm amazing. You look amazing, Miss World Traveler. World Traveler, indeed. I I don't have that many stamps on my passport now that I say that. (laughs) Well, but recent World Traveler. Recent World Traveler. Yes, so my husband surprised me with um, an anniversary present back to Jamaica where we originally had our honeymoon. It's at the Bahia Principe resort um i think it's on runaway bay um and it's become a quick home for us yeah it's a very expensive home but (laughs) it's a home (laughs) (laughs) okay oh my gosh that that was was completely a a mercury retrograde attack appropriate Um, completely appropriate. appropriate but Tegan was asking for the right words to be spoken. She literally <laughs> said, literally like, spirit, yeah. come and give me the right words. Close and her my microphone. eyes and her microphone stand, like, fell, fell on off. her. Gotta love those Mercury retrograde technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. So I was deciding, like, do we start over 44 seconds in or do we just, like, n- no, we'll just let that happen. Like, the ghost <laughs> yeah, episode where, like, weird like, shit I'm was happening. I'm showing up today. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to tell you guys about Jamaica later because... Because <laughs> apparently it's time for Tegan. Because it's time for <laughs> Tegan. So, um, 
Yeah. Hi, Tegan. Hi, Hi. Tegan. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I had a whole intro prepared for you that was super badass, so now I'm just going to completely wing it because that threw me for a loop. But um, Tegan is the other part of Moolah Rising. We listened to Melanie earlier, and this is the um, other half that we got to, or that we finally get to speak to in person. Yes. Um, she is focused on the astrology part of it, amongst other things in the business that they do. But today she's come on to talk to uh, us about her origin story and how she got into astrology and, you know, like what your purpose is and what mm-hmm. you're doing, what yeah. you're doing here on earth. Yeah. Cute little alien you. <laughs> I was going to say everywhere Tikin goes, there's somebody that tells her how amazing she is. Which is a new experience, but that's how you know that, like, you're doing the work. You know and you're, what I like, mean? vibing higher. Absolutely. Yeah, like, for releasing sure. all of that. Mm-hmm. I felt that way when I met you, though. I was like, this is mm-hmm. a next-level friend. Oh, I, for sure. I remember I've been waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> when we when we went to the pyramid the day season two released, and we met Moolah Rising, mm-hmm. the Melanie Teagan troop. They're not a trio. It's a duo. A duo. Uh (laughs) Why do I want to say trio? That's funny. Well, there was another party there. (laughs) That's true. Um, And the first thing that happened is like Cheyenne got like, I'm sitting almost right. Was I right next to you? You were right next to me. I was going to say. You're on my left. Yeah. I'm sitting next to Tegan and I'm, I'm looking the whole time. I'm like, this chick's amazing. <laughs> and, um, Cheyenne gets up cause she's on the other side of me and she's like, Tegan, you're amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And then we go over to Melly and we're like, and you're amazing too. And they're like, surprisingly we're together. <laughs> so I do like your story, but I also want Tegan to tell the story of how I approached her mm. because it's quite cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So tell the story. The pyramid event was like the first event that we had held and I've always like hated public speaking like it's not my thing like I would rather observe than talk you Mm -hmm. know and that's why like my partnership with Melanie works so well because she loves to talk and I do not that's the same with me and Cheyenne right (laughs) (laughs) so it it balances (laughs) each other out perfectly yeah um but so that event was like the first time that I'd spoken and we had like three times the amount of people show up that we expected yeah the turnout was amazing it was um so the whole time that I'm like, and you guys went to the daytime event, which was the first one. Mm-hmm. Cause we had two. Um, and I was so nervous. Like I was literally sweating. Like she was like messing with fixing my things, you know, like always yeah, super nervous, fixing habits. myself. Yeah. Like playing with my nails, you know, whatever. Um, and my hair. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what alone. I remember. Um, <laughs> oh, Hey, I don't, I, I am interrupting. You're sorry. And I'm sorry. I want you to continue it, but I just realized, and maybe you guys have realized this and I haven't. It was two twenty two twenty two. Yeah, so it was the palindrome portal. We did that on purpose. Yeah, and there were two groups of two that came together. <gasps> no, wow. I didn't notice that. Right, Cheyenne and Desiree and Millie. How and divine Tegan. is that? Isn't that okay, fun? that's okay, amazing. Beautiful. I just thought. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Happy fine. to hear that. Oh, <laughs> um, I love that. So whenever Melanie and I like host these meditations or these events, we always sit opposite of each other because we like balance out each other's energies. You know, like mm-hmm. we look to each other for that comfort you know oh that makes sense and um so I was doing that but also like I kept finding myself like glancing towards moonbeam and I was like this is like oddly comfortable I'm just gonna keep doing this because she's helping me talk it's fine um (laughs) and I just felt really special because I was like this girl this astrology girl's looking like into my fucking soul right now (laughs) and I was like I was like don't look away Cheyenne don't look because eye contact like especially Mm -hmm. long eye contact I'm really not that into um well I love eye contact she just kept looking at me I was like she's looking at you 
Just look back. <laughs> <laughs> was there part of you that was like, I'm helping her feel comfortable? Did you get that feeling? I felt like she was calming my nerves down. Okay. And I was like, I'm just there Which to do the meditation. So the opposite. And, so that's funny. <laughs> well, I didn't also know that we were going to admit this to each other right. after the whole thing either. I was like, I hope she likes me. <laughs> like, I just remember I like that little, yeah. Yeah, that little voice in my head. I was like, I really like everything she's about. <laughs> I wonder if I have the balls to talk to her when this is over. <laughs> so she did. comes up to yeah. me like right as soon as we're done and helps me stand up and mm-hmm. you know we're chatting or whatever which I actually forgot until she reminded me of that last week. My first memory was whenever she came to me in the corner of the room whenever I was putting my shoes on and she was like oh, but I attacked you're her You're awesome be on my yeah. podcast. Yeah, it yeah. was like immediately. No, it yeah. was immediately yeah. like I helped her out off the floor and as I said I said I better get you off this floor and approach you before everybody else swarms yep. you. That's what you said. Because that's it's going to happen (laughs) you have a lot of people in this room that want to talk to you but i want to talk to you first that's exactly what you said i'm cheyenne Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're a little labrador right so i would have picked her up and like spun her around if i could but (laughs) we just met right you got to take time for those things (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i'm putting my shoes on in the corner of the room and she was like I would just like to tell you that you are physically beautiful, but also everything about you is beautiful. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you all said. of these yeah. things. And she was like, you have to be on my podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. Like, I was like, I, I need that. you. I literally have been asking the universe for someone to bring me an astrologist, a birth chart reader, a plug that I can give myself and my friends and someone that I just feel like, like that's their niche. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh yeah, I like astrology, but I can do this, 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 this. Like her thing is... I mean, just wait until you hear her talk and open up. I mean, it's so fluent. She has her own language. So Mm -hmm. when when she talks, I'm like, how can I support you? How can I get you (laughs) in front of people? Because what you're doing is important. It's really important and it has helped me. I mean, I haven't got a birth chart reading from you yet, but I know we're going to. Yes. Right. But (laughs) I know a birth chart reading did for me Mm -hmm. before, like, I had my little Akashic awakening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I know the impact you can do and it's it's almost like an undercover impact like you really you're like what am I going to get out of my birth chart mm-hmm. being uneducated about I already it. know I'm a Capricorn yeah I already Big know deal. yeah I yeah. already know my sign <laughs> right. yeah. but then when you go in and you have this person like explain it to you the way it's never been explained and mm-hmm. intuitively like dive into things there are things sitting on your chart that you would be blown away that right. a person can like read and just tell you. Right. So and I'm, how they relate to each other and yeah. what that means and yeah. Well and how like you really have to make that person comfortable if you're gonna talk about those houses. Right. You know? Oh, so man. she yeah. she has that comfortability level. Honestly, like she reminded me of Amy Lee, like when I first met mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Like just that that long, beautiful, like dark hair and that mm-hmm that face where you're like you're so beautiful but shit's happened to you but you're (laughs) but you're not jaded like you're beautiful you decided to see the brighter side of things Mm -hmm. like I just saw a lot of it immediately right when I met her and still I was like I hope she wants to be my friend so you you can like become a victim of your circumstances or you can grow from it yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah so yeah, I mean, that's how I met. Um, I make it super romantic in my mind because you're my Amy Lee. So I'm like, I, I, I picked you up off the floor and I couldn't break eye contact. And and I knew I knew there was something there. It was faded. It was super faded. 
No, fated, not uh-huh. faded. Yeah, yeah I was sober. <laughs> yeah, when I went there, I think You're that's important. <laughs> Anyways, Tegan. So speaking of, tell us. You said you can become jaded, or you can grow from it, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what made Tegan Tegan from the time Tegan was tiny Tegan. Oh man, tiny wow. Tegan. Tiny Tegan went through a lot of shit. Um, yeah. But like I said, like you can become a victim of your circumstances or you can grow from it. Like my mom, bless her heart. We have a great relationship now. And, you know, she's going through her own spiritual awakening, you know, growing process. And Mm -hmm. we're kind of like on this journey together. So it's pretty cool. But whenever she had me, she was not ready to be a mom. She was not emotionally available, you know, like. If I could snap right now, but I can't. But right. Aren't we all? So, yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. and she was a young mom. Like she had me right after high school, you know, Mm -hmm. and I also think it's in that generation of people. Like if you think about like waves of volunteers, Mm -hmm. like there's so many people in that age range that were emotionally unavailable and didn't even know that they were emotionally unavailable because they didn't teach that shit back then. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not something we children audited, were seen and not seen and not heard. Right. Like it's a whole societal thing. So there's a huge generation, multiple generations of people coming up and they're like, my parents weren't emotionally unavailable. I'm like, dude, nobody fucking was <laughs> like, give them a break. Yeah. We my were, mom was also the middle child. So, you know, that middle child. Oh syndrome. yeah. 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 We were recently sure. going through some old pictures of my grandma's and I came across my parents wedding photo excuse me and within a few years of my parents wedding photo they were going to have two little girls and be emotionally responsible for raising those two little girls Mm -hmm. into emotionally available adults and what I saw in the eyes of those two humans there's no way they were going to be capable of that and they look like little babies just they dressed like scared up babies. in a play. That's what yeah. it looked like in their wedding photos. And I all I had to do, like, you know, I t- I've talked before about how I'm no contact with my family and, and that remains and I don't mm-hmm. see that changing. But at the same time, all I had to do was see that photo of them on their wedding day and forgiveness came instantly. Like, it's not their fault. Yeah. And I know that, but that <clears throat> doesn't mean they're welcome back. Yeah, right. and sometimes you have to draw those they boundaries. Ha- they, they have to work on themselves and they have to grow because them coming back means more hurt. And, Absolutely. And that's not welcome, mm-hmm. but they are forgiven mm-hmm. because it's not their fault. And they, that's exactly they did the best they could. Yeah, that's exactly how I view my relationship with my dad and his family. Yeah. Um. So my dad has been an addict since he was like 15 years old mm-hmm. and he's never escaped that lifestyle. And so like drugs have always... Mm-hmm. been the priority for him which you know I can get into a whole spiel about addiction and we won't do that yeah. now <laughs> but um actually like within the last five years I finally have like forgiven him for all of that hurt you know and it's not for him because he deserves it but it's for me you know like you right. don't forgive people because they deserve it you forgive it because like it's time for you to move on from it it's time to drop the poison yeah 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 and it is poison that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is um so yeah I Grew up with a single mom. Um, my dad wasn't present. He went to prison for a while whenever I was eight. And at that point, um, I, when he got out, I think we had like two or three visitations. And on the the last one that we had, he like kind of cornered me <laughs> and was like, why did you tell your therapist that you saw me do all of these things that I had seen him do? You know, like things that no child should be seeing. Like mm-hmm. I remember being five years old, taking care of my little sister that's three years younger than me, who was mm-hmm. two, like not something that a five-year-old should be doing, right. you know what I mean? Not your so responsibility. Like, right, like yeah. I grew up very quickly. Um, but 
I also grew up in the church and I would like, you know, I was on the worship team. I went to small group every Sunday. Like it was just was a, it at that time with dealing with all the stuff that you were dealing in your childhood, was the church kind of like a safe place at the time? I think the people, like my friends that were there were the safe place. I never like really felt secure in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it like literally never made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of questions and those questions um, I were like, I was punished for like asking, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. for doubting, you know, God. Not and, having faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I had one specific small group leader who like, I'm still friends with some of the people who are in that small group. And it's funny because everyone that was in that small group is either like gay or an atheist now. So isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking the awesome actually. Group. Right. It's like oh we God. all have the same roots, but now we're all like, actually fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, my friends back home and like most of them that went to the Catholic school back home, they're all like, yeah, I was gay the whole time. They just tried to beat it out of me with a ruler. Yeah, oh, the like, whole time. Oh, shit. I've known I was gay since I was like 13. But um, <laughs> that specific small group leader like told us things like burlesque, that Christina Aguilera movie. You mm-hmm. know, like she told us to throw it away because it was like too much temptation from the devil and all of these Kavorka. things. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, that's one of my favorite movies. Like, what do you mean? It's yeah, a, like she's finding powerful. her way. Yeah, yeah, that is super Women powerful. empowerment, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, yeah, I've, I've always been like drawn to astrology and it's always like made so much more sense to me than religion has. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I look to astrology as like my religion because that's pretty extreme, but, um, I do resonate with it more than anything else that mm-hmm. I ever have. Um, mm-hmm. it really like just clicks. It makes sense to me. What drew you to astrology? Like, what is it? Do you, do you remember like something that pulled you that direction was there a a moment or a thing honestly I can remember being like 10 or 11 years old and reading the paper with my stepdad who like when I talk about my dad I'm talking about my stepdad he adopted me when I was 11 Mm -hmm. um like we would read I would read like the Sunday comics you know in there and stuff like that and I would always read the horoscopes in there like they were so interesting to me and same Z's. Yeah. I'm like, what is this doing in here? Isn't this blasphemy? Right. I'm like, this is evil. Why is this in the paper? This? Yeah. <laughs> but it was so interesting always. And so I, I mean, I, I guess my journey with astrology, yeah, mm-hmm. my journey with astrology, at, I would say probably started when I was in middle school mm-hmm. um, and just like grew and developed from there. So I remember, um, you're right. The newspaper was one thing when you were older, but then obviously advancing with technology. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, I can't remember what age we were on. She had this bitch in astrology app on her phone and um, I didn't have as cool as a phone of mm-hmm. her at that time. Like it just the whole presentation was so much better on her phone. Mm-hmm. So every day I would like wait to either go to her house or go to school and I would be like, you know what I want. And she like, <laughs> she'd pull up, she'd pull up my, she was your astrology dealer. Yeah. Like she was yeah. my astrology dealer. She's like, here you go, you fucking Aquarius. You know? And she'd yeah. like, she'd give it to me and she's like, or she'd like screenshot it and text it to me. Or she would like send me something sarcastic because she had already read my horoscope. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah. So just so you know, your day's going to be like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I know you didn't do yeah, your homework. How, yeah. Right? You know that? Well, I know because she did my homework. That right. was the other thing. <laughs> and she's a physical therapist now, so I picked my people right. Yeah. Because the other kid that did my science homework is a doctor. So. Wow, you really know how to pick them. Good job. I am a talent scout from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, before Justin Bieber was ever anything, me and my boyfriend found him on YouTube just like playing guitar on his couch and Little he's like 12 year old beaver <laughs> seriously but like before like Usher and, and like Justin yeah. Timberlake were going after him right mm-hmm. he's like I'm telling you this kid is the next big thing and I was like you're right like I feel it in my bones I don't know why I think some 13 year old boy doing Usher covers at his mom's house is going to be the next big pop star but he is <laughs> same thing with Halsey when I heard of Col- oh, Halsey same. before she like went before she like went phenomenally out there i was like this this girl like moves something in my bones that only like iconic it's an iconic feel yes. i call it the brandon boyd i'm just kidding <laughs> um but again i knew i knew that she was just gonna go crazy too so Halsey is an icon i have so much respect for her so side story tegan was at my house last week going through my record collection <laughs> and she's like oh i like this i like this she goes are you freaking kidding me you have badlands by halsey on a record and i was like pull it out it's a hot pink record and we pulled it out and we both we both just like stared at it and (laughs) i was like i forgot how beautiful this record is because i don't play it a lot because i'm in love with it so then we listened to it and i was like i haven't listened to this record in over two years that's the night that we accidentally used a pendulum in six tarot decks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we didn't mean me It was totally to. an accident. Yeah. yeah. We didn't mean to. I was like, oh, do you want to play this deck? See if like anything pops out. I start shuffling the cards and shit's just dropping. Mm-hmm. So we're same like, thing with all six decks too. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Loud and clear. She's like, I'm going to go home. I'll talk to you in three days. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> she went and did shadow work. She went and did shadow work. She's like, okay, I'm back online. What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sidebar. Yeah. Back to astrology. Tree branch. Yes. Tree branch. So you found horoscopes, mm-hmm. which led you down a path that you... Down a deep, dark, beautiful rabbit hole. Yeah. So when did you start like studying it? Yeah. Is my biggest question. Where is it going from being a, an observer and oh, I resonate with this and like let me check my horoscope too. Now I want to know like everything about this. Mm-hmm. Probably like my sophomore year of high school, if I had to pinpoint it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And what that look like? That's whenever I was like diving deeper into because you know like. With a horoscope, it's based off of your sun sign, which actually when you're looking at your horoscope, you should be looking at your ascendant or your rising. Um, but we'll get on that tangent later. Um, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> oh, um, what is that? So, so am I not really a Capricorn? So <laughs> <laughs> No, you're a Capricorn. I mean, yeah, yeah like, you still you have those bu- traits. You open a business every other day. You're a freaking Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> my business, Melanie is also a Capricorn through mm. and through. Um. this makes so much sense Uh (laughs) literally um but I like wanted to know more about it because sometimes like the stereotypes with tourists just like really did not resonate with me um like the gluttonous like lazy overindulging like obsessed with food type of aspect like my relationship is food with food excuse me is not the healthiest like I've you know it is what it is. Inherited it in generational and trauma. Outside yes. of just like it. the whole woman and society thing, it, like it's unhealthy even further than that. Yeah, right? there's some trauma there that I'm working yeah. through. But <laughs> we all are. Yeah, right? Right? Aren't it. we all? <laughs> Welcome to womanhood. Um, yeah. So I was like, there has to be something more than this. And so 
then like that's whenever I discovered um, natal charts and um, you know, like all of the different aspects and how you have so many different, like so many more signs than just your sun sign that like play into who you are as a person. And I guess throughout that, like, I mean, I was, I was a choir kid, like, you know, I was like popular air quotes, but I also was like a choir kid nerd that like did that Mm -hmm. mostly. Um, So I was like with the right niche of people, like all of them were like into astrology and, you know, things like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for the super religious ones. Was it like something that you held like really close to your heart where you're like, I'm a cheerleader and at night I do astrology. Or you like had people that you could talk about what you're passionate about with? Um, a few. Yeah, there was a few people. Um, one of my best friends, JC, she has like been throughout this whole entire journey with me. Um, so I mean, she always has embraced like my witchy side, you know, and everything like that. So she's really like the main one that I would talk to about that. But I guess I was pretty like hush hush about it at first. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like so interesting and like having your birth chart read is also a very vulnerable experience because like a birth chart is essentially like the blueprint of your life, like mm-hmm. of your soul's purpose with like this lifetime, you know what I mean? And so having somebody like that you don't know or that you do know even like have access to this knowledge about who you are as a person without actually knowing these things is a mm-hmm. crazy experience. All the good and all the bad. Yeah. Right? Because your birth chart isn't just like you're an amazing person in right. all these ways. It's also like, <laughs> and here's your shadow. Yeah. Here's and your here's weaknesses. Your yes. and yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when I went in there. Like I felt really, really good. I was like, okay, she's going to tell me like some stuff I need to work on, uh-huh. you know, just da, 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 da. And then I went in there and I came out like fucking bawling. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> you don't make me cry. Like I, it takes a lot. <laughs> No, same. I so felt that in my soul. I just remember like sitting there like crying the hardest that I'd cried in a long time and she just like slid a box of tissues over and she's like I want you to know like most people cry in my office. This is normal. Like, I was like this is normal? What the fuck? Yeah. And she tells you stuff you don't want to work on so yeah, yeah you're right. right. It's That's really vulnerable because yeah. you're like I... I would not have wanted to hear this from anybody but a stranger, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just find I'm I'm very comfortable with strangers. And then you walk out the door and you're like, I will never see you again. Ever. I feel like I just stood naked in front of the whole entire universe. <laughs> it, <laughs> That's how it is sometimes. It, yeah, you're right. I felt very stripped down and vulnerable. And then I had to take this information and like integrate it back into my life. Yeah. And I hadn't really, like I had yoga, but I wasn't into my journey, how I am now. Like I yeah. don't know how to combat any of that. Like all of this shit just came out of me and again it was like right before my wedding and it was it was one of the three there are three things that happened that were the domino effect to me waking up and that was the second one and the third no that was the first one the other two were coming when I met Desiree and talked to the other psychic Mm -hmm. and all three of them said the same thing about my heart and all three of them were like did you say you're getting married Because, like, your heart chakra should be, like, blowing open, Mm -hmm. and it's about to cut through the back of your spine. Yeah, my heart chakra is definitely blocked right now. Um, Yeah, and I think just as a woman, like, we we all go through that, and then when you're, like, identifying what trauma is closing you down today or, like, what defense mechanism you're doing. The last three days have really, (laughs) really been a fucking process for me. I've written, like, over 60 shadow work prompts. Like, she's decided to do shadow work workshops. 
now. I have. Um, so <laughs> coming soon. Um, <laughs> Based on your journal. No, yeah. <laughs> um, like I have an indention on my finger over here from writing in my journal so much. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really like dive super duper deep into astrology until I had my ego death after my relation, like after I broke up with like my super abusive ex. Um, so like, I've always been like very independent, you know, like I was raised by like a strong willed woman, like very independent, very like get shit done. I will do this by myself type of person, which I'm so thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, <laughs> yeah, it really like plays into almost every aspect of my life. And I've like had to learn how to like combat that and allow people to help me. Cause that's hard sometimes. But, um, I, went through this whole process where like, you know, I became the shell of a human being. Like I wasn't who I've been, you know, my quote entire life, you know, and, um, I finally got out of that situation and instead of, you know, becoming the victim of it and, Oh, poor me, pity me. Why me? Mm -hmm. I was like, what can I learn from this? Why is it happening for me? Yes. Why is it happening for me? What can I learn from this? Um, and I literally learned so much. And from that day, I was like, I will never let anybody treat me like this ever fucking again. I'm mm-hmm. going to do what I want to do for me, you know, like get back on my path. And mm-hmm. then at that point, um, I it was like right before my 21st birthday. Um, so not too long ago <laughs> and <laughs> like four years ago. But yeah. um, I, <laughs> I always forget how young you are. I was like, yeah, so let, let everyone techni- know yeah, that you technically just Tegan's turned 25. Yeah, 24. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought 24. you turned 25. No. I asked you the other day, are you a quarter? And you said yes. I thought you were asking about something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay, so you just turned 24. 24. I literally 24. thought you just turned 24. No, 24. This bitch said I was asked about something else. <laughs> Keeping it. <laughs> Anyways. So sorry for anybody um, listening. All of our tangents. No, for real. Par- okay, Tegan's 24. <laughs> um, so <laughs> at that point, like I really just, you know, dived into it. I started my relationship with meditation and, um, just like doing what I wanted, you know, like I said, and that came my relationship with astrology mm-hmm. and man, am I deep down the rabbit hole now? Like literally everything I'm like, Oh, well, you know, Pluto's in retrograde. We're in the middle of eclipse season. Also, Mercury is in retrograde right now, too. So, like, if shit feels weird and, like, it's non-linear, it's because it's literally not. Like, So, so what she rationalizes everything? I gaslight myself now. with astrology. <laughs> yeah. So well, like, okay. So what does that mean if something's in retrograde or it's eclipse season? Like, wh- what does that mean to me? So a retrograde is basically, like, when a planet will just completely reverse. So, like, a Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercury is the planet of communication and like technology things like that so during a mercury retrograde which this mercury retrograde that started on the 10th um is in its home sign of gemini which just like kind of amplifies that like communication energy and you know all of that kind of thing um but it ends in taurus um which is like the second house of like values and like um resources and you know uh monetary things um So a retrograde is, I look at it like life slingshot. So it's going to like slow you down and like 
make you make time to, you know, like see those things that are not working for you, like to just kind of sit back and review and observe um, so you can realign yourself with where your soul is supposed to be going. So the fact that I just had to take my computer into Best Buy and they're keeping it for like five days is pretty appropriate. Right? Pretty appropriate, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're in Taurus season right now, too. And yeah. Taurus season is like all about resting. Like, you know, Taurus has that stereotype of like laziness, you know, but it's like if you don't choose a day to rest, your body will choose that day for you. So this is like a time of like integrating with yourself and like focusing on yourself and your values and like what no longer aligns with you and like um, what you're ready to get rid of. And this Mercury retrograde is until June 3rd. And mind you, there's like three or four Mercury retrogrades a year. So they're fairly common. Mm-hmm. Um, you've survived every Mercury retrograde, you know, that you've experienced so far. So there's mm-hmm. like this like doomsday type of event that a lot of influencers will try to put on right. these events. Record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like when you're living in like that stressful fear state, like that produces cortisol, which keeps your body in fight or flight. So right. you're going to be like, oh no, everything's, you know, everything's going wrong, every blah, 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 blah. Or you can sit back and look at it and be like, you know, this is happening for me. And like, what type of beautiful transformations can I learn from this? Like, mm-hmm. how can I grow from all of these things that are being brought to the surface right now? Mm-hmm. So, um, look at it as an opportunity to slingshot forward rather right. than here's what's going to get ruined right now. Right. And mm-hmm. we're also in Pluto retrograde, which started on April 29th, I believe. Um, but that lasts until October 8th. So, uh, Pluto does not, yeah, Pluto does not retrograde very often. So it's long whenever Mm -hmm. it does. And Pluto is, um, the planet of transformation and, you know, like just unearthing those things, like really all of the energies that are happening right now with these, like, so cataclysmic events, six month transformation going on for a lot of people right now. For sure. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we're also like, we're not quite smack dab in the middle of eclipse season right now because the lunar eclipse um, will begin on May 15th and like kind of transition into the 16th um, in Scorpio, which is my moon, which is one of the hardest moon signs to have, I might add. Um, but I mean, eclipse seasons are viewed as this like very catastrophic event, like destabilizing and like, again, just the fear mongering um, events that go around. I mean, like dating all the way back to like ancient civilizations, um, eclipses were like feared, like people stayed in their houses. They did not do anything. Well, when it turns night during day, that would be fearful. Right. Especially if you don't know why or what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when the people that are in charge to educate you mm-hmm. use the fear frequency yeah, to sure. still educate you, I mean, that says a lot. Right. I think and that's it keeps probably, you in that fight or flight. Well, yeah. it's probably what attracts me so much to the way that you do astrology is it's always been positive. It's always, how is this for me and helping me? And even though like, yeah, I know other people say that this is what Mercury retrograde does, but all of your readings are positive. And until you just explained like how all the other influencers do it, I'm like, oh shit, you're right. There's never any like fear vibration in what you tell me though. I mean, like I I would, I still talk about like these negative aspects that are happening. You do, but it's not like the main point. You're like, like for the new moon water or the full moon or anything mm-hmm. like that, you're like, okay, so 
this could potentially happen to you. This could potentially happen to you. Mm -hmm. It's all about you. But this is what I'm going to do tonight to combat this and help with this manifestation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you always have like a a fixer, a solution to the fear is probably my best. Well, because living in fight or flight, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to constantly produce cortisol like that. Yeah. No, it's exhausting. You want to live in like a happy you know like harmonious state you don't want to be scared all the time yeah (laughs) yeah and it's not a it's not a rose-colored glasses kind of thing Mm -hmm. right it's not an ignore what's in front of you it's a take what's in front of you transmute it and move forward right yeah so yeah the the energies leading up to eclipse seasons and retrogrades and everything like that are always like trying to prepare you for like the events to come and if you choose to ignore those preparations, then, I mean, it will be destabilizing and catastrophic. But mm-hmm. if you choose to work with them and integrate them in healthier ways than, like, letting the universe have its way with you, mm-hmm. then it's very healthy and very transformative. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what, like, eclipse season and these retrogrades are here for. Mm-hmm. So They're here for you. Absolutely. Even though they don't always feel good. Yeah. But then you have to be like, who says what's good or bad? It's objective. Yeah, well, and I absolutely. Ha- and I'm probably jumping ahead here, so I apologize, but I kind of have to know right now. So sorry. Okay. Like, do you have like a TikTok or a YouTube where like you share this stuff every day with people? Because <laughs> like, I want to know every day, like, can what's I answer? Tegan's take Moonbeam on asks this? me like every can day. I- <laughs> <laughs> like literally almost every day. Um, I need to wake up and find out from like Tegan, like. Okay, what's going on today? Well, tell and her give me her positive. That's what I want this. her to do because I watch. I watch other readers, and I've had plenty that you know have massive followings on YouTube and TikTok, and mm-hmm. I think they're wonderful. Yeah, but I I believe that Tegan is like my reader that I want to go and find her page. Mm-hmm. I want to go see her theme or what she's saying, like knowing what's coming and how we can yeah like use it. yeah and. Again, like just personally, yeah, mm-hmm. she's right. I'm like, hey, are your birth charts live? Um, <laughs> I've told a lot of people about you. You literally have a line waiting. And like, do you need help with it? I do have all help of the with services this? written up. I just need to press publish. Yeah, which I mean, I you can still give the partner, you can still give the services. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think it's so great that you asked her that because it validates like I'm not just fangirling you <laughs> to fangirl you. I'm like, no, seriously, like it's not I, just I just need to. Rip off the band yeah, it's across not the room. just the eye contact, I swear. It's totally professional. <laughs> I pinky promise. Pinky promise. Wink, wink. Yeah, no, but I th- I want to see her on TikTok and I want to see yeah. her on YouTube. And yeah. I, I want to see that because I, I do see that. Yeah. And again, sure. like that's my talent scout coming out where I'm like, dude, you have it. Like, you have it. <laughs> You're a spiritual talent scout. My, I'm a spiritual, good. yeah. I used to hire servers and bartenders and managers mm. and now... I be the plug for the spiritual right. community. And you know, like mm-hmm. earlier how we were talking about whenever your um, we got back to your house after that meditation and your friend was on your porch just like talking about my energy and like your how, aura, my aura, how beautiful your aura. Yeah. Was. And so like, that's a new thing for me. And I'm very humble about that. Like I am not the person that I used to be. And so I think like a big hesitation, like probably my biggest hesitation is just ripping off the bandaid of being like all of these people in my past know me as that version of me, but that's not who I am anymore. So like, of being seen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, <laughs> I don't want them to like, you know, oh, she's being fake and this and this and this. But at the same time, like, it doesn't matter because yeah, I'm authentic care. in myself. Yeah. yeah like, I'm hard. true to myself. So I get that because I used to have a corporate life. Right. And yeah. in that corporate life, I I also feel like there's people that would, 
if they saw me now, they'd be like, you fired me. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm you so probably deserved you it. But right? also <laughs> like actually you fired you. I processed paperwork. Right. right? <laughs> you, but, yeah, that's I could probably say the same thing. Um, yeah. There's. There's and, a lot I'm of people of like that I can like run into. And being yeah. like, mm, so I, I heard you. you do this now. Remember, mm-hmm. remember like, yeah, when you fired me or when yeah. did it, did it? I'm like, yeah, that was a lower octave of myself. Right. right. So exactly. Now that I'm like really doing like this shadow work and like mm-hmm. my work, you know, like right. I'm like putting in this effort with myself and like focusing on myself and mm-hmm. aligning with the things that I want to align with. Like all of these opportunities are just like happening, like meeting the both of you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I'm just like aligning with people who are on the same path and vibrating at the same frequency that I am now and really wanting the same things like futuristically um I know we talk about often we have people that like come into our lives for like a really short time and we either like you know well as a healer do something as a healer your role is mostly temporary temporary right (laughs) a lot of people's lives but then other people other people come in your life and you're like I don't know what longevity this is but we're gonna work together somehow like Mm -hmm. I just like I just know that. Um, and sure. I hope that's us because that's what I feel. But <laughs> it, it could be. be like three months from now. And she's like, where's Tegan? I'm like, I think she's off on another adventure. She'll call me later. <laughs> she's doing shadow work again. She's She'll be doing back shadow soon. work. <laughs> yeah. I've sent her well, three Gaia memes. Picked her up She'll get I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, remember us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> remember your roots. Yeah. I will. <laughs> don't forget us. I'll We're stop on you. We're together. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Trying so hard not to fangirl you. <laughs> okay, so back to your story. Sorry for the little branch there. Oh, it's no, fine. it's fine. It's great. Again, yeah. I literally like she will have a TikTok. She will have a YouTube. Yeah. If anybody wanted, like, just the short laugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, coming soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just don't know when yet. Um, yeah. So you were talking about that you got into astrology. You're down the rabbit hole. We talked a little bit about retrogrades, what those mean. Mm-hmm. We're in eclipse season. Um, so what else do you have to tell us about what astrology is? Like, what is the history? Like, where did it all start? Where did it begin? What, it, what like, how did, how did this happen? Um, so astrology actually originated in Babylonia back in, like, the second millennia um, BCE. Um, so back then astrology was not about like personality traits or, you know, like your soul's purpose and, you know, things like that. It was about like direction. It was very rudimentary and like you looked at the stars to get you places or like to tell you what the weather was going to be like. So like more like astronomy than astrology. Right. right. Gotcha. Um, and then towards the end of the second millennia into the third in Mesopotamia, it, that's when, you know, it started becoming associated like the the gods were associated with the planets and the stars which is like still used in modern day astrology modern day air quote um so back then like natural natural excuse me phenomena like lightning and other like weather related things um were viewed as messenger like messages um from the gods so astrologers back then were like very like praised and worshipped because they could interpret these messages from the gods to like give the rulers and things like that. So like like when we have a storm and there's a tornado or whatever, that mm-hmm. would be seen as a message from the gods that this is happening or this right. is what it means. Right. Interesting. Um, or that's how, you know, it was viewed back in yeah. those days. Um, but like I said, towards the end of the second millennia into the third, um, it became more like 
you know, diving into who you are as a person um, or like individual, I guess. Um, and then there's a lot of like super big influencers like Ptolemy and which is like astrology is actually the reason why geography is a thing. Um because of how mapping. many people know that right yeah <laughs> fun fact yeah <laughs> <laughs> mapping the stars and everything like that um ptolemy was the reason for that but um originally there were 13 zodiac signs um but at that point there was already the 12-month calendar system so they kind of just like kicked the 13th guy out um, we don't want to confuse them Right. right. Yeah, like that would make it way too complicated. We'd um, have to change the calendar back to the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so astronomy took, like astronomy versus astrology took over in the 18th century um, because of, you know, religion and, you know, Right. We all really know what all, you're trying to say. I'm yeah. trying to like be delicate. And you're and trying not, to be nice. Respectful. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, so it was viewed as you know like the devil's work and like right. witchcraft and mm-hmm. you know like people were literally burned on the stake for that you know and mm-hmm. um, but towards the 20th century, Carl Jung, who I admire, um, kind of brought it back to the psychological parts of astrology. Um, so, I mean, from there, it's like really flourished. And, you know, millennials have really, I mean, a lot of this generation talks in astrology terms, but it's very surface level things. Um, like like every, sun sign, moon sign. Is that what you mean by surface level? Yeah. Or like, oh, you're acting that way because you're a Gemini. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is true sometimes. It really is. Like, I hate to admit this, but I'm going to because I believe it's important <laughs> to tell the truth. We must we must own our truth. When yeah. I am upset with somebody, uh-huh. I will be like, are you a fucking Gemini? <laughs> well, yeah. Or I'll be like even derogatory about it. Like when I'm like having the conversation mm-hmm. with myself about how I basically just got like duped mm-hmm. by an Aquarius. <laughs> I was like, they're an Aquarius. Why are they acting like a Gemini? This is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, how did I not see this coming? So that's like basing off of sun sign astrology. It, and it is. Mm-hmm. And like now you're, you're showing me how ignorant <laughs> I, mean, I really am. I mean, it's not but ignorant because I, I do it sometimes But I also too, don't want to like degrade a sign. Like I understand the Gemini is like the devil angel and you have to, but I don't want, but I don't want to <laughs> meet every Gemini and be like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're a two-faced backstabbing hoe. Like, right. I don't want to believe that. Right, so Just Gemini's like and if you Scorpios. See a, like, I, I dated a Taurus one time, and immediately, um, surface-level astrology, mm-hmm. I was like, DDD, what's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. And he's like, I'm a Taurus. And, like, immediately I was like, we're going to break up, and this is going to be bad. Well, Taurus men <laughs> are so... I dated him for a year. <laughs> so Talk about funny. not listening to your intuition. Oh, shit. Taurus men have, I mean, male and female of every... Zodiac are different, but mm-hmm. Taurus men really give Tauruses a bad rap. I like it Tauruses an, are very. I mean, a I'm a Taurus, but very adventurous relationship. I can only imagine. <laughs> Tauruses are very say. stubborn, very stubborn. Um, but Scorpios are the other sign that get a really bad rap, just like Gemini. And that have was both. that That's was my funny. next coming up. As I was like, and then I had a friend who was a Scorpio who's always mean to me. So was she like? So they're really like the my assholes friend, of the signs. Or is she just like an asshole? And I put up with her being an asshole. <laughs> right, I was like, so. I know you're an asshole, and you don't have that many friends, but I'm gonna stick it out with you. And then one day I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I was like, I don't think we're really friends. <laughs> I think so I have low self-esteem. My sun sign is Taurus, but my moon and my rising are both Scorpio. And Taurus and Scorpio are sister signs. So they sit like directly opposite of each other on the natal wheel. 
which sister signs are like, you know, those parts that like kind of fill in for each other. Like oftentimes they don't get along because they're like the missing pieces. So it's like, why do you, why do you function this way? And the other one's like, why do you function this way? But they're just like missing those parts of each other. Those parts are your signs. How how has that worked for you? I can't believe you're so nice. That's what I was that's just what thinking. I'm like, when I'm not being a dick, I'm being a dick. You know, like that's well, because Tauruses are I'm notoriously being... very stubborn and Scorpios mm-hmm. are the assholes of the signs. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but you're really so, nice. Uh, I which really makes, try. Which immediately. I'm nice. I No, I am nice until I have a reason not to be. And then at that point, um, my mother comes out of me. <laughs> I, I already see you doing the finger thing. Calm down. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, listen. Well, immediately I was like, I was like, so do you just mask all the time or like what's going um, on? So that's a part of like me being humble with like who I am now as a person, mm-hmm. because it's like, I used to really like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm going to tell you what I think about you. You're being shitty. This is, you know, my divine masculine was just like overpowering, you know? And so I've like gone through this journey of like balancing out with my feminine and you know so Taurus's um leading or like ruling planet is Venus which is the planet of love and romance and like pleasures and Scorpio's ruling planet is Pluto which is the planet of transformation um but it's also like death and rebirth and you know like sex all of those types of things and so she's a very passionate person I am a very passionate person (laughs) so I just thought of something I'm like it's coming R is, I'm asking questions and thinking at the same uh-huh. time. Sorry, I'm going to spit it out. I I'm promise. I'm like, are you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get to the <laughs> to, point. To, to today, Junior. Okay, right. <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so, are our signs also possibly um, lessons for us to learn, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then also, um, have you ever pulled your gene keys and maybe it's your shadows, that you try to get to your cities. I have not pulled my gene keys. She mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. just told me about but, that recently, and I'm mm-hmm. super fucking but interested. what did you do instead? Because you did human design, like, last week, didn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was like, oh, if you've done human design, have you done your gene keys? Yeah. Because they're, they're very related. They human really, really are. Keys. Yeah. You I think gene keys are easier inter- to understand. Really. I'm super interested in human design. Like, that mm-hmm. does make a lot of sense to me, too. So I'm sure gene keys would be the same. Yeah. Um, Which we can do that, you know, when we go to my house after this. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So many things to do. Um, Yay! <laughs> so much room for activities. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, my big three are polar opposites in the grand scheme of things um so it's very conflicting living inside of my brain i was but, gonna say it must be yeah uh, it's a trouble it's it's a real struggle sometimes well, and then also because you're enlightened and going through spiritual journey and mm-hmm. work right you see yourself as um like you probably see yourself and go fuck I need work right because you're like oh yeah I'm stubborn and I'm mean and I'm blah and I need to change me and then later on you're gonna realize I don't have to change a goddamn thing because God made me perfect I mean you're gonna get there I'm not changing these (laughs) things of me I'm just learning how to incorporate I just you think how to handle them better, and you yeah. have to you have to know when to pull that out right. and how to pull it out in the proper way. And like I said, so like, you don't hurt someone. I'm fucking ruthless. Like right. if if you're fucking with me or somebody that I love, like all hands off the table. You know, like well, and I don't how care. to use it in the proper way. Right, right. But 
once again, like that's something that I've really improved on <laughs> throughout yeah. this journey. And like, it's so funny because all of these people are like, you're so nice. You're so nice. Like all these new people that I'm meeting. And, and like, then no, I'm not. No, my I'm best not. friend, my <laughs> best friend Haley just like literally laughs because she's like, she's the biggest fucking bitch you will ever meet. What do you mean? <laughs> See, and I feel like when you talk that you're just telling my life story. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, it, talked about that before. it is so supremely comparable with the new people coming in. And then like, you know, either family or friends, like mine going back home, mm -hmm. like I tell them what I'm doing and what I'm into now and all of that fun stuff. And there's a little bit of regression when I go back home, which is nice it's to normal. go back home. It's yeah. super normal. But at the same time, like my friends are like, <laughs> okay, Cheyenne, like I know who you are. <laughs> you know, I've been your friend since kindergarten. I'm like, I'm allowed to grow. And, like, I'm, and I'm died allowed. four times since yeah, then. Yeah, like, I've died four times. <laughs> but the funny thing about you being like, like she's the biggest bitch, she's ruthless. No, technically, I'm just supremely overprotective of myself and my friends. Yeah, But, absolutely. like, my comedy about it, like, if somebody does piss me off, step over my boundaries, or you fuck with somebody I love. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fully capable well, of Well, I think of it, like, of that. animalistic, right? <laughs> like, if a lion's walking into a jungle, everybody fucking knows the lion's walking in the jungle. Yeah. And the confidence of that lion is like, hey, I see you. You're doing good. I'm going to let you live today. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be nice to you today. Like yeah. I match energies. I'm going to let you pick. I do absolutely I match still, energies. hundred well, percent. I found out that that's actually like, that's not an evolved trait to have. <laughs> like I thought it was, I was like, Oh, well I'll just let them decide. And still I do it. I think for my human experience, mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, how's this going to go? Mm -hmm. um, but the point is, like, if they're treating you like shit, like, you're supposed to take the high road. Oh, if they're treating me like shit, then I usually am just, like, I'm just going to distance myself. Because, once again, yeah. I know my limitations, and I know that, like, my anger can absolutely get the best of me. Like, growing up, I... Well, I know I can win. I think right. that's the worst part about it. Like, yeah. that's where the yes. cockiness comes in. I'm like, do you... I'm sorry. Did you just break spades? I will give you a chance to pick that card up off the table right now. Because right. I know Let's you... Let's backpedal I know you second. think I look like a fawn in the forest, and I let you believe I'm a fawn, but I'm a motherfucking lion, mm -hmm. and I'm going to eat you slowly. So it's like... And make eye contact. Period. Right? I love eye contact. This is why I love our friendship. <laughs> I know um, we could just be, like, badass, like... Buffy the Vampire Slayer type bitches. Bonnie and Clyde. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, see. No, so I grew up like not, I mean, you know, we talked about how my mom wasn't emotionally available. I mm -hmm. did not, like, we did not talk about my feelings. We mm -hmm. did not talk about my emotions. Like, I didn't see my mom cry until my aunt died mm -hmm. when I was in the eighth grade. And, like, you know, crying was like a sign of weakness. And, like, I, only knew how to express things through anger so that became like my safety net you know what I right. mean and so like through this process of mine where I'm like diving deeper into like letting myself know that it's okay to feel these things and it's okay to like you know let it flow through you so you can grow and heal from it which is a process let me yeah. tell you but it's so fucking worth it you know and how mm -hmm. much has music helped you through all of this, though, too? Oh, like when so you much. think of not being able to express your emotions, like turning on a song and that song comes on and you're like, this song's literally expressing how I feel right now. And you can I, say and I anything through a song. Yes. Literally anything. Mm -hmm. Music is the perfect outlet for everything. And, you know, I play the guitar and I've played the piano since I was eight years old. I taught myself how to play the guitar in high school, actually. Um, and that's a great outlet for me, um, you know, just to get out of my head and, you know, just be present in the moment. Like that's something that I really enjoy doing. That's healthy, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's super duper, like been very influential in my spiritual growth. 
and not reverting to anger in every situation. Yeah. Well, so, it's just a great channeling of that energy. And I know that we share like that same like stifled anger in us. Right. Like it's to the point now where when like I start singing again, like I think I might have to do like a scream sing album. <laughs> just real quick. I love that for you, just to get Scream it all out. Just, just, like literally, just to like get it all out. I've been uh, I've been listening to a lot of. I think it's I see stars. There's two songs on their album that I'm obsessed with. How the guy like sings and screams, mm-hmm. and it really, it really just encompasses like the anger that I still know that I need to let go. Like I just found it. Yeah. I understand why I'm so like quick to react. On these things. And now I'm like, how am I supposed to transmute this lava I just found in my root chakra? Part of my human design told me that my throat was um, an undefined center, which is crazy to me because the Taurus is like literally directly correlated to your throat in medical astrology. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I grew up in choir, you know, like I was in show choir. I had every solo that I ever wanted, you know, ones at state. I had a choir scholarship in college, you know, and I don't sing for people. Like I, if I'm like, if I show somebody my voice, like you might as well have seen me naked. That's yeah, how I, feel I didn't actually, <laughs> I'd rather you see me naked than me sing for you. Melanie did not hear me sing until like maybe a month or two ago. And mind you, like we are fucking attached at the hip, like pretty much inseparable. Like, you know, we have this business together and like we connect all these dots and like, just like get each other to the core. And I'm like, okay, I guess you know me enough to like hear me sing now. And she was like, this is the rudest thing you've ever done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I have not heard you yeah. sing yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's intimate. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. I'm like, mm. yeah. Yeah. I felt like I almost just like walked away from it like years ago and I was like okay it's done like it's I'm, one of I'm those gonna put it away like, and it just like yeah through hey. me like learning how to express through emotions other than anger I just kind of like I feel like my voice is unlocking down. yeah that's but, that's a great way to say like but you realize it's like coming back like you yeah. can speak clear which right. means you can probably sing clear and you don't feel like so restricted right because like I know like when like my voice is on point, just like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, you're clear and yeah, you're, no you're not scared. Yeah. You're yeah. not scared to hit any of those notes that you're usually scared to do. Right. And I'm like, Oh, block throat chakra. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Got so, it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll go and I'll like check in with myself. Cause like the only person that I sing to is my daughter mm-hmm. and she deserves that. Absolutely. So I'm like, I'll do anything you want me to do. So I'm her little jukebox <laughs> and that's like her, like continuously being with me. But I'm like, Oh, it's a little block today. Son of a bitch. Like, when are we going to get through this to yeah. where I can sing whenever I want? And I feel comfortable like going back out. Cause like I have a bunch of friends that are still musicians. Mm-hmm. I would love to go and collaborate with them and just sit in a studio all day and just jam. <laughs> Melanie always tells me, so we're like, one of our goals is to host retreats and, you know, women's retreats. And one of uh, my goals is to be like the the mother the house the mom house. Like, I actually I told her that mom. and she thought wanna, that, like, that was adorable I want to cook the food and like be in charge of everybody perfect because I'm nice definitely going to need alone time yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to get the fuck away <laughs> yeah all love but also like I need to recoup my energy no, um, that's but through fine. like through this whole process of like you know learning my energy like dealing with my emotions and things like that like I have learned that I know myself well enough that if I'm in a stressful situation like I have to take that space because I don't want to hurt people anymore. Right. right. <laughs> and I know like I'm fully aware and that my, my words are weapons. My battery's empty. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sorry. I know it looks like I'm I'm still 
I know it looks like I don't care, but I promise that I do. I promise I, just I do. Need the space. I literally can't. I gotta so go. So, where are you on your realization? Because for me, I'm at the point where I realized that after my my um. So I'll say a quick mean word or a quick harsh word, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like. Okay, I'm sorry that wasn't for you. I apologize. Mommy needs some space. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't realize it before it comes out. I realize it the second it comes out. <laughs> right. So for me, I feel like, man, I am so aware of myself and like, like in the deepest sense of like, if my heart beats weird, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to have a heart attack. Like I'm just <laughs> hyperly aware Hyper of aware. everything in my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like one of those control things that I'm working also, on releasing. But I also think it's really powerful feeling your body because I know that you have that like nursing background to understand like what part of your body most people have to go and what part of my body is this Mm -hmm. what what system is operating right now my medical background is and my mom's a nurse practitioner she has two master's degrees and my dad's a pharmacist you know so Mm -hmm. we I mean I grew up in the medical field and Mm -hmm. then went into it myself and so I'm so aware of like all of the medical things about it that like I'm thankful for my awareness of myself and my body, but at the same time, it is so annoying sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just let me live and not be aware of something for one second, please. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Well, um, you just brought up a TikTok I saw yesterday. This girl was reading uh, something from um, a Buddhism book, and it was basically Buddha explaining how to quit having like those thoughts, like so many mm-hmm. thoughts. Cause like you aren't your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So he said, you say thought, thought, I thought, saw that thought. too. Yes. yes. And then you observe the thought rather than becoming it. You, yes. It literally makes you, um, disconnect from it immediately. So you can go to the awareness of it instead of ultimately believing that you're every thought that comes into your head, which ultimately so you, I've been do you doing do? before on, I even saw it. that. So like right now, all those random thoughts that are going on in your head right now, mm-hmm. just, if you go thought, thought, it will separate you from it and it'll bring you, it'll one, separate you from your ego self and two, it'll bring you back down to where you're just observing him and you can kind of silence him. Cause when it gets like so loud, it feels like you just walked into a restaurant from silence or like kind of like when something's wrong with your body and your, your mind's like alert, you know, yeah. alert, 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 alert. It could be this, it could be this, yeah. da, 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 da. What, but what if it's this? And then, and you just go through like this kind of like a fear frequency that you put mm-hmm. yourself into. You go thought, thought, and it stops it. You speak it out loud. It prevents you, you it from it. Yeah. You speak, speak it, out it out loud. It prevents you from entering that fight, fight, freeze or fawn yeah. state. You it know? like so. cuts the cortisol receiver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course we saw it on the same day, but yeah, yeah. I was like, thought, thought, <laughs> that's what you do. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I am at the point in my realizations where I can like feel myself, like I can feel the anger building up to the point where I'm like, I need to take space from mm-hmm. this situation and reflect and process. And then I will get back to you when I can have a mature, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, interaction. Yeah, but like a mature, like productive conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I want, if I'm like at odds with somebody, I want to hear to like listen and understand, not hear to respond. Right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what my older self would have done. I heard to respond. Right. Because I wanted to win. You right. know, not mm-hmm. because I wanted to like have an actual conversation about right. what was and wrong. Un- yeah, understand. You're yeah. just like, uh, I will be the victor at the end of this. Right. right. And, now, like, <laughs> and I mean, granted, I do win most things, but I <laughs> am not, in- <laughs> I'm not, um, 
going in it with like I have to win Mm -hmm. I'm going in it with like we need to to resolve this issue yeah yeah that's a really big thing to do. I, I can totally say that I used to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. But I was also in fight or flight when I went into those and I was already like being backed into a corner anyways. I mean, I can still notice myself like entering that state, mm-hmm. but still having the awareness of, I mean, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Like sometimes, you know, you react out of that fight or flight that you're like sent into by like random triggers that you don't even realize that you had. Mm-hmm. and that's why I love think the triggers they show you where you're not healed yes and then some yes. days I'm Absolutely. like can you just put the safety on today right. like <laughs> I'm working on I last week I don't have enough in the bank account to yeah. grow today yeah sorry yeah. but like I said like I'm super thankful for my self-awareness and like I can thank my mom for that mm-hmm. 100% but man it's a lot sometimes yeah <laughs> Well, I understand why people like growth find, is not easy. I was going to say find what they need to work on. And they're like, I would just rather go back to my comfort zone, actually. Mm-hmm. This, and, because and that like it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel good to grow all the time. Like, I know but you have thing- those like winning moments where you're like, yeah, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. Like I put in the hard work and like you have those moments that you eventually have to like humble yourself back into because you're just like, this is this is like. So my thing is like, you know, whenever you're going through that growth and healing process, like the universe is always going to, and this actually does circle back to like a Mercury retrograde type of theme. Um, So when you're going through like those healing processes and like you aren't doing what you need to be doing, like the universe is going to test you with like old people, but in different forms, old situations, but in different forms to say like, how are you going to react to this now? Yes. Are you going to fall back into those old patterns and behaviors or are you going to become aware of the situation and see it for what it is and grow from it? You know what I mean? Absolutely. hundred percent. I yes. had an experience like that yesterday. I have go into it, been going through like, an experience like that right now, actually. Yeah. Um, so um, I hate when you find out that it's the same shit that you right, like, but like, like you, but I love when you actually yet. did grow from it. Well, yes. I'm talking about like after you actually learned the lesson, like when mm-hmm. you're in the midst of it again, you're like, why does it feel like this experience? Why is this feeling coming back? Like I never, I told myself to never, to never feel this way again. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling this way again. So why is this happening? And then you literally connect like what's going on now. Like, Oh, that's that thing that happened like four years ago, apparently. And you're just like, you know, like your mm-hmm. spirit is almost Literally like, four damn years it. ago for me. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Just pass the fucking test. I'm tired of feeling this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. My favorite one is like when you get into the evolution of like relationships, like, oh, I'm never going to be treated like that. I'll never go back there again. <laughs> and you see memes like um, God sends your ex back in your life just to see like how stupid you are. Yeah. And then my favorite one, it's like got a text from my ex the other day. It's like found your sock. How are you? And like I can 100% admit like when I was like 17 or 18 in the midst of this just like karmic it's so funny relationship going back and forth I'm like why am I going back I know that I don't want to be with you you're not good for me I can never fill your freaking cup yeah but then I still go back I'm like no it's you I love you I promise so I'm like oh I'm still stupid have a tendency of bringing your exes back do they? they do. I mean, it honestly hasn't happened um, since I've been with Landon. Like, I remember bo- before Landon, I would have, you're right, mm-hmm. there would be a time where it'd be like, oh my God, I just saw like a couple of my exes. Do I want to be with any of them? No, but it's just weird that they all showed up. Yeah. But since Landon, I mean, a marriage does keep a lot away from you. Right. So, like, I mean, I don't see anybody being like, hey, Shy, so found an old journal entry. Right now. Want to get coffee? <laughs> right now, I'm dealing with, um, 
an old trigger that I thought I had already worked past in regards to my relationship with my abusive ex. And I mean, when I'm talking abuse, it was physical, mental, emotional, everything like was cheated mm-hmm. on, you know, literally just turned you into a version of yourself you didn't know existed. Yeah. And yeah. so that in itself, like I said, like brought my first like spiritual awakening and my ego death and everything like that. Um, but you find these triggers that are like, I thought that I've already done this. Mm -hmm. And then you dive deeper into that and you're like, oh, this is actually the root of the issue. Let me heal that first so I don't have to go through this shit again because the universe is going to keep sending you all of these lessons Mm -hmm. and all of these like ways to grow and evolve and, you know, like get back on track to your soul's purpose, your Mm -hmm. North node. Right. And um, if you don't listen, then it's, the knock is just going to keep getting a little louder and a little louder and a little louder every time until it's it'll like be a tower moment. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking brick wall in your face. Like it, I mean, listen is my biggest advice. Yeah. Like listen to your intuition, listen to the universe or else the lessons that you're trying to be taught are going to be so much fucking harder. You know, I heard a beautiful way of it being explained one time to me and I was like, you know, I love this a lot better, which is you do get that same lesson over and over again, but you bring a higher version of yourself to that lesson each time so that you learn more. Mm -hmm. Right. So you learned a little bit this time and the next time it comes around, you learn even more and even more and even more because you can't necessarily learn everything you really needed to know. Right. When in that lower vibrational state. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of shitty that you have to, go through it so many times right i mean it's called evolution for right. a reason right. so there are no participation awards in this shit right <laughs> if there was i'd literally be home right now eating cheeseburgers and french fries just saying fuck it right, right. <laughs> that's funny yeah so what else you got over there in that yeah. notebook oh i have all my notebooks <laughs> i am very very type a i need to have structure and <laughs> <laughs> things I'm, not, I'm not mad about it you bring a grounding presence thank now, you sorry the like taurus that. in me are there different types of astrology um there are so um there's like oh my god so many different um like branches and stuff but there's like nine basic types of astrology so you have like your modern day astrology which is like that psychological um look at it the carl Jung perspective um And then you have traditional Western astrology, which is like um, the hedonistic and like um, like your personal circumstances, like how to untangle past events versus like your possible future, things like that. Because one thing that I always preface with my birth chart readings is that um, I'm not a psychic. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, this is when you're going to fall in love. This is when like here's when you're getting married. Here's when you have a baby. Right. This is like what you need to do to make a million dollars. Like I can tell you like here are the parts of your life where you have a lot of strengths, where you can have a lot of success. Here's the weaknesses. Here's the lessons that you need to learn like according to your chart, you know, and like I said, it's a blueprint. So every act, like every decision that you make puts you on a different path. Like there's so many parallel universe and like alternate realities that are happening right now in the same like version of us based on those different, Mm-hmm. you know decisions that we're making like timeline jumping basically yes. so yeah. aligning with what you want is mm-hmm. it also kind of like it's your birth chart so it's what you came in to do but it's not necessarily like what your death chart is right so right. it's like you can change that based on what decisions you make yeah 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's your blueprint, um, mm-hmm. like and your soul's will. purpose, right? Free yeah. will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting concept as well. <laughs> Did you listen to that podcast that I sent you with Matias? I listened Stefano? to the, li- the little part of it, and I told you I was going to go back and do notes. So Aubrey Marcus podcast um, has a guest. His name's Matias De Stefano, and he is brilliant. Yeah, he is a portal. He is a channel. He like grew up without having like any um, parent or adult figure. Like, um, isn't he on Gaia? I think yes, Chantel. He's on Gaia. But he's brilliant. Like he never had any um, like words are so hard. Any impact mm-hmm. or like anybody telling him that like oh he can't do this and you can't do this. So he mm-hmm. like has been his full self his whole life. So he you know he talks about talking to his spirit guides whenever he was like ten years old, mm-hmm. and you know he's uh, he's amazing. So if you're listening, look him up. You'll learn so many things. <laughs> we will definitely um, tag him because, yeah, yeah, I I wanted to go back, but I usually have resources saved for when I'm obviously like I can just focus on what I'm listening to. And that yeah. was one when you sent it to me. You're like, what, like 27 minutes. Go check this out. Yeah. And immediately when he started talking, it's I was talking like, about free will. Not and in front how... of Monroe. I will not get what I need out of this 100%. <laughs> but thank right. you for the resource. Yes. I will do it. Thanks for the plug. Mm-hmm. Talks about so many things in that specific podcast. Um, We can link that specific one. If yeah. You want. I'll link that episode for um, sure because it is powerful. Yes. But there's also like evolutionary, which is like the more metaphysical or like humanistic psychology. So this like embraces astrology's poetic side. Like Stephen Forrest is a really um, like influential evolutionary astrologer um, that he like has his own courses and things like that on it. Um, and then there's Vedic, um, which is actually another name, but I have no idea how to pronounce it and I don't want to butcher it. So I'm not going to say it <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> I don't want to be that person. Um, but Vedic astrology began in India like thousands of years ago. Um, it's really rooted in astrology and it like Vedic birth charts are set up very differently than like modern or traditional birth charts are or evolutionary birth charts are like um, it's like in a square format and has different like um, sections of it, you know, things like that. It's just, I mean, their constellations are different. Um, like the sign um, correlations are different. Like it's it's more like um, it's meant to like integrate holistic health mm-hmm. into your life in a way. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do with like um – your own personal mantra because I did it. It does. Absolutely. It does. Okay. So when you see a Vedic um, astrologer, they you can usually leave with like a personal mantra for yourself or like diet things to change and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's very I, interesting. It's just I don't know a whole lot about it. I yeah. would love to learn more, you know, but it's a I lot. did a <laughs> workshop once with Deepak Chopra at his center in oh, California mm-hmm. and they gave me a personal mantra as part of the weekend. And yeah. so I'm, I'm assuming it was part of, it would probably was based off my star sign then. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't, um, I didn't know it was, but now that you're saying that I'm. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then you have like the Harari type of, or I don't know, am I saying that right? We can, I spell it out if I think I'm mispronouncing H-O-R-A-R-Y. it. H-O-R-A-R-Y. I don't know. Um, just so they can go Google it themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, um, I probably butchered this. I'm super sorry. So <laughs> that type of astrology, like, isn't birth chart oriented. It's based on, like, 
you ask a specific question and look at the chart of like the stars and the aspects in the current moment. And based on that, you can like delineate or delineate like a yes or no answer pretty much. So it's oh, like interesting. So it's like what I want to know now. Right. But it has to be like specific huh. questions, like based on the moment that you ask the question, you can look at um, the like transits and the aspects of what's happening right in that present moment. And find your answer based off of that. It's a very interesting version of it for sure. Um, And then you have locational, which is like astrocartography, which um, gives you like, you know, your meridian lines and um, like the different lines of all of your planets that can tell you like you might feel more at home at this place or you might find the love of your life at this place, like along this line and um, things like that. It's super interesting. Um, I'm actually like learning more about it right now. yeah, it's really fun. And then there's like electional um, relationship synastry. And then you have like your medical astrology, which um, correlates like parts of the body to certain signs mm-hmm. and things like that. Like mm-hmm. um, Aries is related to like your head. Taurus is related to your throat. Um, Gemini, like your arms and your hands, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. All the way down to Pisces, which is like your feet. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. Um, there's so many different things that branch off of all of those ones Mm -hmm. um like esoteric astrology i really am passionate about because that's more of like the um like the deeper look into like who you are as a person and like kind of a mixture of modern day and evolutionary i guess like it has that poetic side of it but it's also like these are the bad things too. It's not like everything's good and everything's like sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, but mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So things <laughs> yeah. that could really like push you through the blocks that you know you're having. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that probably a good way to say yeah. it? So maybe I'm jumping ahead cause I know we haven't gotten to the birth chart page, but I feel like I'm going to forget it if I don't bring it up now. <laughs> okay. So if you're like, I'm going to get to that, but thanks for reminding me, go ahead and do it and not answer it now. Okay. So through the minimal amount of education that I've gotten just from my minimal amount that I've been in front of you mm-hmm. to receive mm-hmm. your knowledge. <laughs> um, you have talked to me a little bit about like South Node and North Node. Yes. And what that's actually like tangibly and like what it's going to do for me to like take into my life immediately. Like say I'm in your office right now. We go through my whole birth chart. Um, the biggest thing for me that I noticed while I'm working on in my journey, not that you didn't give me stuff on the other houses is like, what's my South node and my North node going to help me with as far as clearing some shit up that I didn't have an awareness on. And then like, where am I headed? Right. So your North node is, um, viewed as like your potential or like your soul's purpose. Um, like it kind of represents the experiences that you need to go through to develop, um, like with your karma in order to grow spiritually and then your south so paying it off like why you live through it like are you talking about like karmic experiences karmic relationships so your north node so the north and south node are lunar aspects um and your moon the moon in a natal chart um controls your emotions and how you deal and handle with situations um So the North and South node are going to like correlate to that as well. Um, With your North node, like your sole purpose, it's like basically why you're here (laughs) for this life. Um, And then with your South node, that's like your karmic past. So using the both of them 
you can really find like what karmic contracts do I still have that need to be resolved? Like Moonbeam never wants to come back ever again. So she's nice to everyone. <laughs> so she doesn't have to do this shit again. <laughs> so she That's can clear up joke, all that karma. I still, I still fail like a lot of that where I'm like, oh fuck, I'm coming back after this. I mean, but, you're human. It happens. <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously, like when I got with you, I was like, so you can see what karma I still have to clear out. And then you can see what my true north is. Cause like, I have an idea what my true north is, but can you really help me out, Tegan? I'm just so fucking tired. <laughs> so I'm like, tired. I want to go home. So like say that you're north node is in libra libra is the sign of like balance and (laughs) (laughs) can't you just get in my brain and understand yeah just give me give me the answer (laughs) um but it's like you know the libra's sign is literally like the scales of balance it's like balance and justice and things like that so if your north node is in libra then like your purpose is to balance situations and to be that like if we do my birth chart today and i see a libra anywhere near my north <laughs> node i am just gonna pass out in a blizzard coma i'm gonna i'm just gonna be like give me the chocolate i can't do this anymore. i cannot balance i, cannot I can't balance. do this anymore right. <laughs> i can't I'm so sick it. of balance no kidding you know how hard it is to be compassionate all the time? Like, seriously, now when I'm, like, exercising that muscle, I'm like, wow, Jesus, you got that down back. Oh, my God. You only get one cheek. Yeah. That's so seriously, funny. there are bullet holes in my cheek. Yeah. And I'm, like, still turning. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I hope God. all of our laughter doesn't hurt anybody's ears because <laughs> yeah. I know it just comes in like a tidal wave. But <laughs> our damn. awesome producer will take care of it. That's yep. very true. Um, so do you want to talk about like what's happening right now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I had one thing I wanted oh, to okay. ask okay. before. Ask um, so you were talking about the different types and I had a question because this was probably, I don't know, between 10 and 15 years ago, I had this dream that I still remember and I woke up going, is that real or is this all completely made up? And I just had a really weird dream, Mm -hmm. but I came out of the dream going that could change the world or I just had a really weird dream. (laughs) What was the dream? Okay. So, um, I was shown, um, a person's head, mine particularly Mm -hmm. being aligned and you can't see, because you're listening, you can't see. But and the reason my voice got weird is because I'm sh- turning my head. <laughs> um, so a person, their head being aligned to the exact position of their birth, and when that happens, they have a direct line of communication to spirit. Yes. So if you are like fully embodying the things that are in your birth chart and like doing your best to stay on that like on that track, like with your soul's purpose, because your soul does not just randomly enter this world. It's not like, oh, willy-nilly, I'm just going to jump down now. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It, like, is very specific in how it does that because it's not like, you know, the planets have, like, this gravity that affects us or, you know, these things like that. It's, like, everything is a pattern. Everything is cyclical. It's, um, It's a cycle that, just like, you know, the moon, the lunar cycle, women uh, align with the lunar cycle more so than men because men align with the solar like the sun's cycle their testosterone is the highest right. first thing in the morning and the lowest at night when the sun's rising versus when mm-hmm. it's setting and 
That explains morning sex. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, like all of these planets have these cycles and, you know, they go through all of these transits through all, all of the signs and things like that. And based on when you were born, I mean, when you read, when I read a person's birth chart, like I have to know the exact time, date, place, everything. And um, that's chosen for a reason. Like your soul knows what it was doing whenever it comes into this world. And that's why like a lot of people have questions about like cesarean and, you know, like things like that, because it's not like quote natural and all of that stuff, but it's still like, it's still the time of your birth. Yeah. Like it's what your soul had intended. Just like with, uh, Never mind. I don't want to get political. <laughs> Thank you. We'll go <laughs> I mean, no. I'll let you, but I'm like, oh. I was just going to say like on the abortion topic because of all of this Roe versus Wade shit that's happening right now, like the soul that is inside of, well, your soul doesn't technically enter your physical human body until like you enter this world until you take your first breath. I've read that they can actually just like jump back and forth. It's so kind of like in limbo. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. have the in utero experience the and then they go You're not like up and they're stuck like, look, until you're kind of like you just, take your first breath. You kind of hang out and then you go back and you yeah. hang right. out and you go back. Like yeah. you stay mm-hmm. close to the womb, but like mm-hmm. you're not stuck until you take that first breath. So like those like women that have abortions, like those souls like of the abortion, aborted you know whatever that soul knows it's going to be aborted is what i thought yes absolutely mm-hmm. but it's also there because maybe the mother needs to learn that lesson mm-hmm. you know and so it, like everything has a purpose mm-hmm. um yeah i don't like how it's all like super like negative and all of that which i usually stay out of it but i am like 100 percent like my body my choice no matter yes no matter what the story is at the end of the day my body my choice so, Absolutely same. Yeah. Other than that, like I don't really watch any of it. And I told you I rarely get on TikTok because they send me stuff. <laughs> but last night <laughs> I just happened to go down like a two hour TikTok rabbit mm-hmm. hole. And all of the lives were people talking about that. And I just I immediately just scrolled by um, because I'm like, no, I don't really care. Like, yeah, I know what my opinion is. And like, I'm good with that, but I don't need to go and, like, share it with other people and, like, hey, get <laughs> yeah. a, get on my bandwagon. Like, right. you know, I'm not okay with it. So, yeah, yeah that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, but that was just, like, the whole, like, you know, when you're born, like, your soul knows what it's doing. Like, you, each life that you have, like, you're learning different lessons and, like, evolving your soul in ways that it needs to. Like, the way that I view, like, people that have, like, particularly challenging childhoods, like, that happened for a reason and a lot of people you know they have that victim mindset about it that's like why me pity me poor me you know but like I am the way I am because this happened to me and I can't change it right but I am the way that I am because of the childhood that I had and I am thankful for that I would never go back and change that absolutely you know when you have like those really challenging like periods of your life where it's like everything's going wrong like you know it's easy to get stuck in that victim mindset but it's like what lessons am I trying to learn in this short of a time period mm-hmm. you know and well it's also said like especially if you came here as like a light worker or a healer you know you're gonna go through some shit so you yes. have empathy and compassion compassion for when you see a person going through the same thing you can automatically be like I've been there I know where you are like that that's your purpose the problem is is this whole like victim mindset thing that we talk mm-hmm. about you come into life you had like this horrible childhood all this crazy stuff happened to you it's the reason that you you know go to therapy and can't even get healed mm-hmm. they're just like oh i understand what happened to you like why can't you get past it like some people will give you permission to stay in your victimhood 
and mistreat Which is them. so wrong. <laughs> it really is wrong, but it happens a lot. Like I yeah. had it in a relationship. I used to make excuses all the time based on he what happened well. to him and his like, oh, well, he does this like because this happened to him. That Like he never this took responsibility. To her, so yes. I never to took okay responsibility yeah. for their own healing. And yeah, I would knowing that I couldn't fill their cup because you can't fill somebody else's cup. They have mm-hmm. to fill it up. I 100%. consistently would just sit there and send it over and over and over. Right. And then one day it just like made way too much sense to me. Like this is your healing. Like you have to do this. You can't sit in this mindset. And mm-hmm. still to this day, like, I don't know if he ever got out of it, but I'm like, imagine who you could have been or like, what amazing things you could have done if you would have just got out of this mindset because there's a lot of people that because they wanted to stay in that victim mindset like I had to distance myself from them Mm -hmm. and I mourn I mourn who I know that they could have been right and I think like that's why I get hurt in friendships so much is -hmm. because like I always see like that light and that good in that person like yeah you can sit and confess your fucking sins to me and I'll be like yeah that was really crazy (laughs) you know like what'd you learn from that like how did you know like people have confided some really messed up stuff in me and I know they expect a certain reaction out of me and I'm just like cool what'd you learn from that Mm -hmm. like it's just very like even keel um so I I mourn the person I maybe not know you're supposed to be because you have free will but I see it in you and it makes me really really sad when you decide to either stay with that person that doesn't let you grow or stay like in what whatever situation it is mm-hmm. I'm like I know I know how scary it is to be your true self and like find your true north yeah it's terrifying but what is more terrifying is staying in this frequency that you're living your life in right like when I get that it's comfortable when you and even it's like, know quote, like safe, I think that's but... like the mad hatter about it yeah. I'm like you know you're supposed to be more like you know you came here for more it's driving you insane when <laughs> yeah. you lay in bed at night right it used to drive me insane too and like I told her I said it just feels different when you live your purpose it's not like you don't have to fight for it every day because I still feel like I have to fight for everything that I'm doing to Absolutely. not get sucked back into that but um it goes it goes along with saying like I named your episode um follow the stars to find your true north because that's really how I felt I mean not just like about meeting you (laughs) but just like about the information that you can give people I think it's um it's very powerful and you could help them like see their future self Mm -hmm. and who they're supposed to be even in like a 30 or 40 minute um appointment with them like yeah even if they see a flash of it and they're not ready to rewire themselves and become that like you you plant very very significant seeds in people and it's very um authentic and I just am really excited (laughs) about that I apologize maybe it picked it up (laughs) maybe it didn't but I'm excited to share that with people just because there is a true um comfort that you can give people while you're like showing them like their mm-hmm. can of worms. <laughs> well, <laughs> like look at this shit. If you can get through this shit, you get that shit. And yeah. that shit is primo stuff over there. Period. Yes. But use it to go fishing. Use your <laughs> can of worms. <laughs> you know, so like, like I said, like I've always felt drawn to astrology, but I didn't like start fully living into it until my whole entire world like was falling around me. Mm-hmm. And Which I can admit that'd be the same thing for me too. Yeah. I really like it had to fall twice. You know, like you fight to like hold on to these like three D things and well, as the, soon- the illusion, you're right, the three yeah. D thing, but like the illusion of your relationship at the time. 
Like right. how, how long you guys have been together, everything you'd been through, like you had a lot of trauma bonds is I mean, <laughs> that's you know, all that it was. Yeah, that's all that that's it was. Literally all that it was. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that people understand that like they never really want to let go of the fact like they felt duped in love. And that's what I found out. Like after I really reexamined all my past mm-hmm. relationships, I was like, I felt duped and supremely uneducated when it came to love. And when I realized that, yeah, my whole relationship from Oh my God, from the time that I first experienced love for the first time up until I was leaving the key under the mat when he went to work so I could fucking get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, that. none of that was love. Like first love, I understand why I was attracted to him. I understood why I went back. Like all of these questions that I had asked myself for so many years, I'm 31 years old mm-hmm. and I got triggered a year and a half ago, just like how I always get triggered when this person shows up and I can't believe that um like it wasn't it wasn't love at all it was trauma bonds and it was um insecurities it was like no self-worth all of that crazy stuff and I found out at the end of the day like I didn't I didn't like talking about it because I didn't even want to admit that I wasn't even in love yeah and now I haven't even experienced love the way that I thought that I had already experienced it like from a soul lesson Mm -hmm. you're like talking to your spirit guides and you're like do I have to come back and do that shit again because I wasn't actually in love and they're like, no, get, did you get the lesson? I'm like, yes, I got the lesson. Please don't make me ever right. do that again. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll treat myself so good. Right. But please don't ever make me go back there again. Yeah, and it's like, like I, I know you have PTSD from your relationship. A hundred percent. And I do too, but I didn't realize. I think it took me to like maybe five years ago when I realized that I was actually acting out trauma responses from mm-hmm. my relationship. And I was just like, that's impossible because like, I, I've known people that have had 10 times worse relationships than I had. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really didn't think that what I went through was that bad. And then when I started unpacking it, I was like, well, that's fucked up. Well, this is actually a little bit deeper than that's I thought That's fucked up. Yeah. So then I decided, like, since I was still struggling with, like, self-love and self-worth, it was probably going to be really hard for me to, like, analyze it the way that, like, if I told a loved one the story. Mm-hmm. So you got to find that loved one that isn't going to go beat somebody's ass when they tell <laughs> yeah. you the truth. So like I had a person like that that I would confide in and I would be like, so this is going on in my life right now. And he'd be like, you know, that's fucked up, right? My thing about like, I would never treat a woman like that. Right. And I'm like, really? When I was in my toxic abusive relationship, I, she, I mean, she had weeded out like all of my friends. I had nobody other than her. Which I so. I had that, like, I could have a few girlfriends, but m- most of mine were mainly guy friends. So he either threatened the guy friends or the, I, like, I, he made me tell them, mm-hmm. like, call them, put them on speaker. And I'm like, I can't, no, I can't hang out with it anymore. Like, all this crazy stuff. And this was, it's juvenile to me because right. we were really young. Like, if this happened to me right now and I was 28, 29, 30, 31, some shit like that. I would you are out of your goddamn mind well I would be embarrassed if I still did that like that would show me I'm like you have a lot of inner child issues if you fell for that manipulation but I too fell for that manipulation when I was 15 16 17 18 19 20 like over and over and over same person so I was like 18 whenever I got into that really unhealthy relationship and she was seven years older than me yeah see that's sad yeah to me so I mean, you know, and that's that thing again, where I can look back at that and be like, oh, I'm a victim, you know, but I learned so fucking much from that relationship that like, I don't regret it. Like not even the smallest amount. I don't regret it. The only thing that I find annoying is, um, 
Well, I come from a small town, and he was my high school sweetheart. So, mm-hmm. like, when you saw me, like, you just knew, like, we were either together or we weren't together. Yeah. But even when we weren't together, I was still technically his property. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't allowed to date anybody else. Like, everybody already knew, like, you don't mess with her. Right. You know, and just from a he's crazy standpoint. Um, so, that was really hard for me because, like, even when I knew I needed to leave, I still felt, like, stuck in the environment that I was in. Like, I was just, like, claimed and I didn't want to sure. be claimed anymore. Um, and I don't I don't think of it as a victim mindset. I hope when I talk about it, it's not like, oh, he did so many horrible things to me and I was completely innocent. Like, we were kids. It was tit for tat back and forth. It was conditional love. It was, if I, if I do all these things for you, then you'll give me attention. Um, we acted a lot of things out on each other that, like, looking back, it was 100% a karmic relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like... I forgive him for all the stuff that he did to me because I know that I'm not 100% innocent, but I also know that I am like, I'm like you, like I'm very, very loyal. Like if you, you know, if you like, if you pick me, you fucking won Yes. because I'm going to do everything that you need to be secure in your relationship. But what I found is I never got the, I never got that same shit back no matter what. Like I didn't have that, that same like loyalty to me all the time. I didn't have that same confirmation. I never got to be that vulnerable. And even when you talk about balancing your masculine and feminine, when I looked back on all my relationships to Mm -hmm. see who I was actually feminine with and who I actually had to be masculine with, Mm -hmm. there's one relationship and I can't even consider it a relationship. It was just very, very fast. Mm -hmm. It was a sweet little bubble phase. I was only a girl with him. Everybody else, like our masculines attracted us to each other. Mm -hmm. It was music, four wheelers and shots, shit like that. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, oh, man, Can I, ask you I haven't even been I haven't even been a girl in all my past <laughs> relationships either. <laughs> so when you found someone you were a girl with, why did it not work out? Well, I just think it has a really big thing to do with timing. OK. OK. So it wasn't anything about the relationship. I don't think I know. I don't think it had anything to do with us. I think we came together and activated things in each other that we needed to do. I think we were really young where we didn't have a language built with what was ever happening to us. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge amount of love and a small amount of time in a time in my life where I was like, oh, I'm I've got like five years left. And like he I believe like he was like a superstar to me, like he had such a bright life ahead of him. Even when I was in his presence, I was like, don't don't mess his life up, please. Like, please. Like, I know we're supposed to hang out and stuff, but don't do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I always had the thought in the back of my mind, like I would never offer myself to him until I was like good for him and healthy with him. And I knew that I could like keep him forever. That's very mature of you though. And I was only 20 when it happened too. Yeah. So I was like, Oh God, I wish I could just fast forward my life and hang out <laughs> with you on a beach because yeah, like we really vibed and he made me feel like super, super safe. But I also knew that it wasn't going to last. And the only thing I wanted was to make sure that I never heard him. Like he could stab me like an Avenged Sevenfold music video. And I will lay there and take that shit from this man. But I will never throw it back at him. I will never do anything like that. And it's always been like that way for me. It was a pact I made. Yeah, probably around that same age. I was just Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to hurt him ever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like. 
As far as I know, I've kept that packed. <laughs> we cannot interview. Yeah, we cannot interview him. That will not be a story that I plan on finishing. I'm not going to bring him on the show and be like, so did I ever hurt you? Because I made a pact. Right. <laughs> like, that's not happening. But right. I'm really grateful for those memories because those are a part of like a blackout time in my life where I've been slowly going back and like doing my own therapy with it and realizing that I am capable of being feminine with somebody like that mm-hmm. that was really powerful for me and I mean obviously my husband I could have been like a girl with him too when we met but it's kind of funny to talk about my relationship because who Landon got to know and proposed to is not the person that he married Right. And if you've had a spiritual awakening, you understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't had a spiritual awakening, you're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But Landon's done really good. Like even when we were walking, <laughs> I'm, proud of him. I'm really <laughs> proud of him. He carries crystals in his pocket. Um, but when we were walking around Jamaica, just, you know, you're clocked out, you're relaxed. My phone quit working the second day and um, we celebrated our three year anniversary there. And we're like just walking hand in hand around the resort. And we're having flashbacks of what it was like when we were there three years ago. And this is three and a half weeks after my spiritual awakening. So you can imagine how high I am vibrating. And Mm -hmm. then I'm in Jamaica and I'm still seeing things. I see people's auras around me. I talk like Moonbeam. Like this is Cheyenne right now, obviously, Mm -hmm. but Moonbeam has like a channeling, just very calm, meditative, Mm -hmm. like... Mm. like I'm attracted to it like uh-huh. I'm like bitch you're calm yeah I like you um so we're walking along and he goes yeah I never thought we would be where we are now like and it's just been three years he's like I can't even imagine what we're gonna go through and I just looked over at him and I just started busting up laughing because I'm remembering everything that happened to me specifically since the last time I was in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you just went and decided to have a spiritual awakening a few weeks before our wedding. He's like, that was really cool of you. Were and you I laughing like, at like decision? Yeah, like I like I dropped I dropped his hand and I go, now listen. I was like, nobody decides to have a spiritual awakening. It's not like, hey, I'll have a beer. That happens as the most at the most inopportune time. I said that that came up at a time where I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like you can't do this in like six weeks. Like now we're doing this right now. I got plenty of time after the next six weeks. I was like, so do like don't don't blame me for that because, <laughs> you know, if I had a choice, yeah, I probably would have totally taken the coward's route and been like, no, I just want to be a submissive wife forever and clean mm. his house and not do a goddamn thing with my purpose. <laughs> no, nope, buy music. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to you on the radio, you know, and now I'm. it's not like that at all. So then he brought that up. I was just like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare like that's still a sensitive subject he was like i'm just kidding he's like we have went through a lot of crazy stuff i was like yeah like remember that one time i saw dead people at our house and you went and climbed in bed and cowered and under your blankets and he's like as if your blanket's Who? gonna protect you yeah he's yeah. like <laughs> they can't come through blankets but i could like hear his thoughts spiraling yeah. so i was like can i go in and help him and they're like yeah just go touch his chest you know heart chakra uh-huh. so i went in and like put my hand on his heart like et and i was like I know you regret. I know you regret marrying me. And if I were in your shoes, I would regret marrying me too. Oh my god! Because nobody signed up for this. I said I. I mean, technically, I signed up for it, but I didn't. I didn't know this was gonna happen. So like, there were multiple times, um, super vulnerable that I was like, if you wanna leave, like I don't blame you. I would too. Like I really don't. <laughs> but 
this is not changing. This is our life now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's only going to get, get on board. weirder. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, get in the van or fuck off. Right. <laughs> but I don't have time for in between. Yeah. yeah I, can't, I can't do the in between. So seriously, like God bless Landon, like round of applause for everything that he's put up with in the last several years. And believe it or not, like it all started with a birth chart reading after I could feel something mm-hmm. conflicting in my body. Um, a psychic medium that already said verbatim what the birth chart reader said. Mm -hmm. And then when I met Desiree and I did the bio well energy thing, like, (laughs) shit, this is your episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we could get out all that stuff about like triggers and toxic relationships and stuff because yeah, I mean, it's really important to those, but yes understand also, how important you grow from it and, you have and to it's take not a the step end of your back. life when right. the relationship's over I know I had to rebuild my whole life like I built my whole life around him it was his friends it was his band yep it was his everything like I didn't have an identity I was literally like blank a shell of a human being yeah I was yes. a shell of a human being so I didn't want to leave because one I was raising his little sister right. two I was in his family like I lived there like I was in it I didn't know how to get away from it. And I actually like blacked all that out. I didn't know how I left. I didn't know how I cut those cords and got Mm -hmm. away from it. And you have to rip it off like a bandaid. You have to realize like this is an avatar. This isn't even me. It's not, this isn't who I want to be. It's Mm -hmm. not my identity. That's why you take that step back and, you know, realize that all this shit didn't happen to you. It happened for you, you know, blah, 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 whatever, cliche, but it's, it's legit. So like y- your soul needed to learn that lesson as part of its evolution. Well, well I, I say that, hold on. I say that just <laughs> because Desiree. like when you go back, <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, why the fuck am I going back right now? I literally know that I'm done. Right. Why am I going back right yeah. now? And the worst thing <laughs> I always bring up, cause I'm going to make a movie about it is like <laughs> when you make up with them and you're laying in bed afterwards <laughs> And you're staring at the ceiling that you've been trying to leave for seven years. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, yeah, makeup sex is cool, but you got to get out of here, man. You're not supposed to be here. Those are my favorite moments now because I'm far away from the relationships that I did that. But I still remember being like, how did you not just get up and leave then? Like, what are you talking about? I ended up playing like housewife for a few more months and then like dipping out probably. Mm -hmm. But... Those are just comedy for me <laughs> looking back. And I think it's because like when family, when family like brings up your ex over and over and over, like, remember when you were with that person? I was just like, yeah, that was really fucking traumatic for me. And you refused to let me feel my emotions because I was being stupid. So now I am processing my emotions about this relationship that I'm embarrassed about partaking in. My family in. doesn't do that because they like are cool with me being gay but they're not like super enthusiastic about it so (laughs) whenever i did your mom say this is tegan's girlfriend or this is tegan's friend friend yeah i what she says she would do if it was a boyfriend but you know we'll never know we'll never know (laughs) (laughs) we will never know (laughs) um which is fine because i don't want to talk about my exes either so (laughs) no it's fine yeah i mean it from like a learning standpoint yeah and i'm sure that went off longer than i was supposed to Hey, Desiree, did you have something you wanted to say 15 minutes ago? <laughs> well, I was just going to you said that um, it's not the end of the world. And I would say it's not only not the end of the world, it's actually the beginning yeah. of the world you should mm, be in. Yeah. It's, it's less than not the end of the world, which is what it feels like it's going to be. 
it's so much more than that. It's the beginning of the world you should be living in. And when you don't know that till you step away from it, and it's it's so much better than well, what I, you're feeling it's going to be. I'm glad you brought that up because I was in like my early 20s when I went through that. And now, you know, like say something happened with Lane and I and we had to separate based on you know, values, the way we see the life, the goals that we want in life. It has nothing to do with like how much we love each other. Mm -hmm. I know everybody's super wrapped up and love will live forever, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to put effort into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, like if we had to separate again, due to what I've already experienced and like feeling like I know what settling feels like, I know what comfort zones feel like. And I know like the calling of my soul being like, you know, you don't belong here. You know, you don't belong here. And me just being like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to stay here. I'm, I don't want to do the work. Like I've already felt all of that in my younger years. So if I came upon that again and I had to restart my life, would I be absolutely terrified? 100%. It would, right. it would feel like a traumatic death. The world is ending. The world is ending. Mm-hmm. But I also have the experience where I've technically, I've already redone my life multiple times. I've already yeah. lost friends. I've already lost family. I've lost love like so many times. Your world has ended. My world has ended. Mm-hmm. And I know that there is something better on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing that we don't realize is that every exit is making room for a new entrance. Right. Yeah. So, right. And I think that's really important just because, again, I think the older you get, the more settled in you get because of how intertwined your lives are. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're married, it's financial, it's we have to stay together for the kids. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I always 100% audit, even with Landon and I, is, you know, if there comes a day where we're not a healthy example of love for Monroe, I'm happy to bring that up and figure out a co-parenting schedule yeah and we brought it up just in a nonchalant conversation because you don't just like bring divorce up randomly on wednesday but i bring it up because (laughs) it is it is something that could be possible if we don't work out correctly yeah you know like we're super different and i had a spiritual awakening so we're dealing with a little bit of do you want another kid or hey look at that ghost behind you yeah so we didn't know that that was happening (laughs) um but again just like having that audit and always making sure due to my past just like you like if you decide to have kids you're still gonna want a healthy partner to let your child see like Mm -hmm. that is what love's supposed to be that that's healthy that's good because they're gonna take that into their relationships over and over and over I don't know that I will ever have kids which my grandma will is upset about but (laughs) 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 my thing is that like you know I want to break those generational cycles before Mm -hmm. I bring another life into this world Mm -hmm. if I even will bring another life into this world you know what I mean so actually like my mom literally two nights ago told me that she was like I got on my spiritual soapbox about how you know emotion is stored in your DNA and that's like why you get sick and all of these things and she is battling her own illness right now and like I said going through like her own type of spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and So I just got on my soapbox when I was like neck deep in journaling and um, she told me that she was proud of me for breaking, like doing the work and breaking these cycles at like the age that I am. Mm -hmm. And that was like a really big thing for me. Like I have not heard that a lot. So it's like, again, those things. It turns you into a little child again. That's what it does to me. It does. My inner child was sobbing. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Now that I've already healed that wound. Yeah. So we were, I was kind of like making jokes about it. Cause I was like, oh, I love when my, I do love when my parents are like, I'm so proud of you. 
Mm-hmm. But the part of myself that needed that validation has already been healed before we had this conversation. So like from their perspective, like I don't ever want them to quit telling me mm-hmm. that. So it's like, but thank you're, you. You're but... giving me something that I really, really, really freaking needed when I was a kid. And I actually found that that was the missing piece. So now it's like a test of a trigger. It's like mm-hmm. your mom just told you she's proud of you. What part of you is crying? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, my inner child is crying because that's super normal. But the other part of me is like, thanks. I don't need your validation. My inner anymore. teenager is like, yeah. actually, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. B plus I'm was kidding. fine. You asshole. Yeah. It, was, it was fine. I didn't need an A. Yeah. Thank you. My mom you and know, I have just been like through some like shit, that. but we really, I mean, I, I think, never thought our relationship would be where it is now. And I'm really thankful for that. And it's still, you know, has its things, but I mean, it's going to, yeah. but we, I think it was Chantel's episode that Desiree was like, you know, family, family and friends, they're the ones you're going to take everything out on the hardest and, you know, think about like soul contract wise, like bullshit. you meeting. I hate that. And you're like, I love you enough to hurt you to give you these lessons. So mm. I think. I've fallen in love with like the dark places of people because I understand that those are where like the, the worst lessons are and they hurt and they're painful and they kind of leave you just like, Oh my gosh, what the the hell just happened? (laughs) But at the end of the day, like when I think of it from a soul perspective, like before we all step on the stage, Mm -hmm. um, they're like, I love you enough to help you with this ridiculous thing that I never want you to go through again. So like my ex-boyfriend and I, like we die, we go back up and he's like, Hey, remember like I played your boyfriend and I'm like, Oh yeah, thanks for that. That was, right? that was awesome. You did such a good you job. You did such a good job. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's a great way to like take the human out of the situation, mm-hmm. which for me is take the emotion out when I say take the human out. Cause I really do want to observe everything as a this is happening for me lesson, mm-hmm. especially realizing I'm only 20, 31, 21. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is not a closet I'm waking yeah. up in. We're a little past that. <laughs> um, but you think about like 31, I have a long time. Like how much more am I going to go through where like I pray to God that the neuroplasticity just like stays grounded in my mind when these things come up because I don't want to like flip when a tragedy actually does happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, just kidding. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck humanity. Bye. Yeah. No, I feel that. So, so let's get back to astrology. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, good branches. All of these are good, Lots good little trees. Yeah. But you have a really pretty paper over there. Yeah. Thank you. What's it's on the it? Pla- it's the type A in me. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a little like cheat sheet type of thing that I will give my clients um, post- Actually, probably before, so they can kind of understand a little bit more understand about what, what I'm talking you're about. Ready to tell them. Mm-hmm. So, right in front of me, we're looking at um, a natal wheel. So, your chart it has twelve houses, twelve signs, um, everything like that. Each house means something different. Each sign, you know, has its own characteristics. Same with the planets. Um, so, the way that I kind of look at it is that like. Um, the signs are like hmm. the planets are like the actors and the signs are the roles that they're playing in. Okay. And the houses are the area of life that it pertains to. So you have, you know, like this, the planets have their own, you know, characteristics and things, but the signs are like fixed, you know, like they don't change. Um, so that's why I say like the planets are the actors because based on like, if say, you know, 
Mars, its home planet is Aries. So Mars is like your planet of passion and drive and all of that kind of thing. But if Mars is in Taurus, which is like a more laid back type of, or Pisces, you know, for instance, Pisces is very dreamy. It's very like lethargic and that kind of thing. So when Mars is in Aries, you know, you might not feel a lot of passion or a lot of drive or energy and things like that. Um, and the houses is like your areas of life. So your first house is your like your self-image, your um, appearance, like your mask, essentially. Um, your second house, um, let me pause. The 12 houses are like aligned with the Zodiac as well. So Aries is in the first house, Taurus is in the second house, Gemini, Cancer, so on and so forth. Um, so your second house is your money, your possessions, like your values, um, your resources and things like that in the fixed sign of Taurus. Um, the third house is uh, communication, like your mind, um, you know, information, your education, all of that kind of things. Um, your fourth house is like your home and your family, like your foundation or security. Um, your fifth house is fun. It's creative, your self-expression, um, romance and love. Um, Leo actually sits in the fifth house. And your sixth house um, a Virgo is like service, health, work, routines, patterns, um, all of that kind of thing. Seventh house is um, your your relationship. So it's going to be like your partnerships, your unions, like um, everything like that. It's in the sign of Libra, which is balance. Um, your eighth house is Scorpio. It's rebirth intimacy. It's like your psyche and soul, but it's also like very sexually passionate. Like Scorpios are very passionate individuals. Um, just in general, you're moving on Ninth house is in Sagittarius. It's your beliefs, your philosophy, um, like your perspective on the things. Your 10th house is Capricorn. This is like your career, like your achievements, um, like your public self or, you know, the, the authority. So Capricorn in the 10th house is often viewed as the father versus Cancer in the fourth house that's viewed as the mother. Um, your 11th house is Aquarius. This is like groups so like your friends your communities um like your aspirations things like that it's the bridge um or rather the window to the 12th house in pisces and your 12th house is your ideas um your dreams your unconscious it's like your connection to the spiritual realm so all of the planets and signs like correlate with all of that differently um so if you will like break it down farther you know your sun sign is your like identity it's your ego it's how um it's like essentially like your core fundamentals i guess um your moon sign is like your emotions um how you deal with things like that mercury is communication um like your intellect um you know your mind and venus is the planet of love pleasure um creativity like the fine arts uh, Mars is, like I said, drive, passion, um, energy. It's ruling planets are Aries and Scorpio, which are very, like, hot-headed signs. Um, then you have Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion and, um, like, luck and fortune. And Jupiter actually just entered Aries after being in Pisces for a really long time. So 
Um, we can discuss that after I <laughs> after I break all these down. Um, so Saturn is like your responsibility. It's like the reality of things, but it's also uh, seen as like the planet of restriction. So that's like where you'll run into like challenges um, essentially. And then you have, listen, everyone says this next planet differently. The way that I say it is the way that I say it. And if you don't <laughs> like it, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Uranus <laughs> um, is like originality. It's um, like your progress, um, like revolution almost. Um, then you have Neptune, which is like your dreams, your illusions, your inspirations that sits in the 12th house. Um, so it's like that same type of like dreamy Piscean energy. Um, and then you have Pluto, which, you know, may or may not be a planet according <laughs> to some people, but Pluto but we is need one, <laughs> right. Pluto is that planet of transformation. It's like, again, it like Scorpio is, um, it's like home sign and it's all about transformation and everything like that. So it's actually funny because whenever the war began in Russia and Ukraine and all of that, Pluto had just in, like entered back into our like system essentially. Um, so like every 250 years it enters our like rotation again. Mm. Um, and every 250 years there's an empire that falls huh. coincidentally. Interesting. So you know, it's that like transformation. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's Ukraine or Russia, though. I know. <laughs> um, you can look at charts to figure it out. Oh, um, I'm just gonna pray. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's really interesting. And then you have like, you know, your North and South Node. Your North Node being your soul's purpose. Your South Node being your karmic past. And then you have different asteroids like Chiron and Lilith and. Your Chiron um, represents your wounds, but also like how you can overcome them. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like a really interesting part to touch on in people's charts because you can really like, especially if they're like the in-person ones, you know, because you can like really see if that resonates with them or not. And 99% of the time, you know, it does. But And then you have your Lilith, which is, you know, Lilith was Adam's first wife biblically and, you know, all of that stuff. She has a very rep, bad rep, but a lot of my friends call me Lilith, actually. <laughs> I is, think Lilith is a very powerful feminine character that once again has been taken over right. by a so, different agenda. So but, your Lilith right. is like your dark power, but I view it personally as like your dark divine feminine. So like mm -hmm. you have your divine feminine, which is, you know, love and flow and happiness and light, but then you have your dark feminine, which is like, how can I use my feminine abilities to get what I want? It's like using that divine masculine mentality with the powers of, you know, like the femininity side of things, which is how Lilith is portrayed in almost everything, you know, very uh, seductive and manipulative. And that's maybe not the best word to use, but like I would describe her as, or it as um, your, your dark feminine. You're right. And then I'm like, okay, so I think about it, right? So for people that are like, Adam had a first wife. Okay, so Lilith in the Garden of Eden was made like they were both made from the dirt. I mm -hmm. know that like Eve was made from his ribs. So mm -hmm. it's important to state that they were actually both equals when it began. Like Lilith wasn't made from Adam. Right. So the, then they. The story that isn't in the Bible. The story exactly. that isn't in the Bible. Uh -huh. Um. So 
basically, Adam's like, let's get it on. And he asked Lilith to submit under him. Like, they were basically going to do, like, missionary. And she was like, no, like, I'm more of a top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically was like, like, no, you're the woman. Like, you submit to me. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't submit to any man. Like, we're both equals. And she ended up leaving because she's like, fuck that. So Lilith is viewed as, like, the devil's right-hand woman. Yeah, so, and then, like, you can you can watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch or you can watch Lucifer, like, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that there's any truth to it. It's more entertainment, but they do tell stories of where she's wandering out in, like, no man's land, mm-hmm. and then she finds Lucifer. Um, his wings are cut off, and she basically heals him, heals him yeah. and yeah becomes his right hand but i don't know past lucifer and sabrina um, if that's so that's actually true a with thing. mythology as well is it okay yeah. true within mythology yeah so is there like a um i don't know considered truer version of the lilith story than like tv's version or like i think because it's not in the bible right so i feel like some, it's probably like, in one of those lost books like i can see i can see it being in like the essenes maybe because the essenes have um a Lil- neutral perspective yeah. on mm-hmm. everything like they they like the essenes are the ones that hid the dead sea scrolls in the caves oh okay so I, it might be in the dead sea scrolls possibly. i mean like it could like I don't have enough information on right. Lilith. Like that's as far so as I go with my info on Lilith. She's very misunderstood. <laughs> she's is what I can it's say. It's a Medusa and concept. Is what I think. Which like is, she was. Like think, put yourself in her shoes, and you have a man going submit to me, mm-hmm. and you're not the man she wants to submit to. And because she is of free will and a sovereign being, she's like, no, I will not have sex with you like this. And he's like. I'm the man, you do what I say. And she's like, fuck that and stands up for herself. That's why I'm team Lilith. Besides the fact that she's supposedly like the mother of demons and all of this stuff, like Mm -hmm. whatever is that afterwards from a woman's perspective, just like the way that they trash Mary Magdalene's name, like from a woman's perspective, you put yourself in Lilith's shoes and you have a man in front of you that you don't want to submit to. What do you do? you clearly get the fuck out of the garden because apparently this is not your Eden. Uh So then now, you know, obviously Eve comes in, she's made from Adam and now you have to submit because you're made from me. Now, whether that's the truth, whether that's made up to fit the narrative, but then we can get into the the whole thing about Eve. So there's this book, it's called Cassandra speaks, um, which Melanie actually introduced me to. And it talks about how um, women's origin story is like, based off of evil you mm-hmm. know like women's first story in all of history is eve in the garden of eden choosing to sin rather than right you know everything like that and then you have you know pandora's box and medusa you know all of these people mary who, magdalene yes, is another one like if things were told from their perspective rather than like how men chose, chose to interpret to it story. yeah then it would be a completely different narrative. Which is why I was like, you should, like, if you really, really want to go do some research and do it on your own, like the Essenes, the Book of Noah, the Book of Enoch. The Book um, of Thomas. The Book of Thomas. Thank you. Those are all references. Like, if you really want to go down, like, a deep dive and understand just how edited the Mm -hmm. Bible actually is and who you can even identify the men that decided the narrative that you choose to believe to today. Mm-hmm. So it's like whose perspective, whose world are we living in right now? Right. That's actually a way that you can go back and find that because so, uh, like, Jesus's mom was technically in a scene, Yeah. but people will never admit that because it doesn't fit the narrative of the Holy Bible. So going back and doing your own research. So my thing is, all those yeah, books. it's, it's definitely always like, you know, find your own truth. 
Like just because you've been spoon fed this your entire life doesn't mean that that's the truth. Like go find like with religion, Christianity with me, like it didn't feel right. It did not feel right. My grandma on my mom's, my step grandma technically. Anyways, um, she has quit gifting me with all of the Christian things that she gives everyone else several (laughs) years ago because everyone just knows that like I don't align with that. I don't want to be involved and it's not like out of hate or anything like that i mean a little bit but like i just it's not my trauma and it's not my thing yeah well my favorite don't i don't try to push it down my throat you can believe what you want to believe don't shove a bible down the throat down my throat and tell me it's satan making me not breathe right because you're the one standing in front of me and i've told you to get away from me i will fight for you to have your rights for whatever you believe in but don't come over here trying to fuck with mine Mm mm-hmm yeah you know so well i think when you like you come up to that point where you like start not necessarily like fighting for the beliefs that you do have the truth that you do have Mm -hmm. like you find out oh great now i'm a mirror for you to learn how to respect people that don't admire god Mm -hmm. like don't believe in god in the same rhetoric that you do like when you start really like aligning with your soul's purpose and you know you can tell when you are versus when you aren't like there i mean you can just tell yeah, like, it's definitely a feeling, which you is know, what I was going to say. Like when yeah. it feels right, you know what it feels right. Yeah. And you know what it feels wrong, which a cool exercise with that, or at least to see like the emotion in it is it's like, think about something that makes your heart beat that you love, mm-hmm. that you know, 100%, no one could take it away from you. And it's passionate. Like mm-hmm. right now I am thinking about music, music. right? <laughs> so I'm like, I feel, oh my God, I feel so alive. And then I can switch my brain to something that it like is un untrue about it like Mm -hmm. this isn't my path I'm not supposed to do it so like right now I'm working on a wind turbine and I'm fucking terrified do you feel like how that feels in your body Mm -hmm. so like that's a good check-in of your inner voice when you're like what do you mean listen to my inner voice like because you have a lot of beginners that are like I can't trust my inner voice it's been snuffed out Mm -hmm. because I am everybody else's opinion of me I am the obligations of my life like I am this avatar that's when you get a journal and start reflecting yeah and journaling super important which I mean again you're gonna start doing shadow work workshops (laughs) you've journaled so much oh my god it's really been a very transformative past couple of days yeah, which has. really I'm, just I'm glad that I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like with all of these energies happening right now, like that's I'm just working with them. You know, like I needed to dive deeper into the lesson that I thought I had already learned because throughout all of that, I realized that I did not get to the root of it. And now, like, I've gotten to the root of it. And hopefully I'm fucking done learning this goddamn like, lesson. Maybe you have, but right? <laughs> I hope Wait. this is the root. <laughs> Fuck. Do not want it to come out again. Yes. Which oh you told God. me that, too. I was like, yeah, so I had something resurface. This is last week when we were talking. I said I had something resurface that I swore to God, like, I... Like I got it. I'd uh-huh. like, okay, bye. Get out of here. Thanks for, thanks for the lesson. Yeah. And it came back up and you're like, well, did you know that these energies are pulling stuff up that you thought you healed that you need to find like the right. root of it? So, and then this week you're like fucking roots. So I know. Fuck. You're like, so did like, you know? And they're yeah. Like, did yeah. You know? But so, did you know you're going to take your own advice next week? So literally. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. No, but okay. So with mercury retrogrades, you have what's called a shadow period. So like the two weeks before and the two weeks after, like, you know, you have some like the two weeks before is like a foreshadowing of what you're going to be dealing with during like actual Mercury retrograde. Um, and then two weeks after is just kind of like that integration period where, you know, like you're applying those things that you 
may or may not have learned. And uh, it's funny because during the shadow period, like I was kind of going through it a little bit and I was like, you know, there's lessons that I need to relearn, but I don't know what they are. Like, you know, I discussed how, like, I don't, I'm not really interested in reliving them to learn the lessons. Same. I would like to do you're, it other ways. Like, I'm over it. And that's totally fine. <laughs> like, I tell my guys but, all the time, I'm like, hey, I get that there's lessons I'm going to have to learn, but make it not painful and make it obvious. Yes. And, you know, don't, ha- don't put me through it, but give me the lesson. Like, yeah. I, I need to learn it. I get it. But and did, so me yeah. being who I am as a... Taurus, Scorpio, Scorpio, I'm really fucking stubborn. And I was not listening during the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Is that why we had to pull out six decks? Probably. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can't, you can't read. Because you, you wrote, you read cards too. That's my favorite part is usually if I do readings, it's on people that don't know the card meeting. So yeah. like a card flips over and it's either the tower or the devil and they're like, oh my God, I knew it. I'm like, bitch, oh that's God. not what it means. One of like, the decks ended with a tower moment, but it like wasn't a tower moment type of no, moment. No, 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 no. One of them it was a tower and an emperor next yes. to each other. Yes. And she was like, you got different be, decks. You got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, hold on a second. Let me get I, another deck. Let me get another deck. <laughs> so I pulled like all the decks off and I told her what like row we were going to go into. And like your deck was a clarifier. It was the second deck. And I clarified over and over on all the decks with your cards. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> every time, like I would lay down like a writer card, <laughs> she'd be like, I was like, I fucking get it. Okay, I get it. Like, you thought she was going to yell at me and be like, you need to reshuffle those cards. So we picked all those motherfuckers back up and we reshuffled. I said, I'll just give you like five cards and we're going to end this. So like, cards. And then I was like, just kidding. This is way too fun to watch her reactions. So many things. Yeah, it just kept coming. And again, since she already knows how to read cards, it was so fun doing her reading. Like, I felt like we were like learning off of each other. And then like she read her own cards and then she's like, well, what do you see? I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. That's not even fair right now. Like, I already know what's going on Uh through six decks, but she's truly stubborn it's the kindest form of stubbornness i've ever seen so it doesn't really register <laughs> you know like if it was on like an earthquake scale uh-huh. it'd be like uh, it would have been fun yeah. if you like pulled out an oracle then right oh we did at the end of oh, shadow oracle like, deck yeah, yeah i was like i was like okay fine that was the last time away. yeah let's just yeah. pull out an well, oracle see what happens yeah so if you hang out at my house it's basically like hanging out at a metaphysical shop because we <laughs> yeah. have everything in a metaphysical <laughs> shop there Literally. that you could need so yes. then like by the end of it like if you if if I pull a deck out, you're probably leaving with a book and a crystal. Right? <laughs> and I left with two books. She left with two books. And a crystal and two essential oils. I yeah. I was like, you you need this. You need this at night. This is going to calm you down. Like, actually use it. Don't just, like, tell me the you're using it and you're not. The rose quartz is right here that you gave me, actually. Yeah. See, and then I gave her rose quartz because, I mean, and ever, the thing that I love about it is anytime, like, you go to talk, like, in my position, like, I was the healer in the situation and the the space holder. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just there to hold space while you can kind of unfold. And I used to just be kind of egotistical about it without realizing I was egotistical. I was like, great. I help them. That's wonderful. Ha ha. And then I can be like Mario points on my karma. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good to go. But what (laughs) is actually happening is since you're a mirror for me, like everything that you're going through, I'm analyzing like, have I done this before? Am I getting ready to go through this? Like, is this like a little bit of foreshadowing? Mm -hmm. So anytime anybody comes in my life now, I'm like, oh my God, what are you about to teach me? Because this is not one-sided. Yes. So it's also so funny though, because I literally do like 
almost gaslight myself through the astrology of what's happening. You know, like I'm having this conversation with her and I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know where to go, like what to do next, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like talking about, you know, family shit. And, um, I was like, you know, but we're smack dab in the middle of eclipse season and Mercury retrograde's about to begin, you know, like, uh, there's just so much like chaos and conflict happening in the stars. Like it's bound to happen. I need to learn this lesson. It's literally going to be fine. And it's just annoying right now that you took was feel it to heal it or it some fucking stupid shit like that. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I get it. Uh, fuck. <laughs> and then I did. And I'm fine now. So <laughs> a lot of shadow work. Fine now. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> over. But it's yeah. good. It's a good way to like, you have all these tools that you can use. It's mm-hmm. just how, you know, the intention that you put on them. Yeah. Like I love talking about tarot because I want to demystify tarot yeah. and I want to yeah. have people like not demonize it. Right. Just like, um, the history of like looking at the stars, mm-hmm. like when they got rid of, all of that, like the law in place from whatever church was ahead at the time mm-hmm. was like, you can't even look at the stars. So if you're walking home and you like look at the stars, your head just gets chopped off in the middle of the village because you are literally not allowed to look at the stars. I'm like, what are you so afraid of? Literally. That I can't even go up and be like, oh, cool. Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like, no, dead. They're You're like, oh, did you me. see the UFO? Don't look up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? So, and, yeah, it's just kind of crazy how the limiting on, again, human consciousness is so it's it's right in front of your face. It's if you so go funny and study history. Like, a lot of my family, like my mom just recently has like I read my mom's birth chart, not all of it, but part of it to her. Did you, you know? have to stop? I did. Because yeah. um, I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to do this right now. This is too much. <laughs> but she was like, oh, my God, like yeah that actually makes a lot of sense she was like wait you're right like okay yeah because it's so funny because like you know this whole time that I've been super involved and like just fully indulged and and embraced in astrology you know my whole family's like oh did the stars tell you that and I'm like they did actually (laughs) I get that (laughs) like they actually did mocking sense of it almost yeah yeah. like oh yeah okay my family mocked me once at Christmas because like I always like played the lottery, right? Uh-huh. And my family, my mom gave me lottery cards one year for Christmas and like the scratch off kind, which isn't what I played, but she, she was like, mm-hmm. oh, I took these to work for a Christmas party, but I didn't end up going. So ha ha ha. I put them in a coat. I got you, you mm-hmm. know, and, ha, 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 lottery. And I was scratching them off. I'm like, well, ha ha ha, $500. And they're like, <laughs> hey, are yo. you kidding me? And I'm like, <laughs> give me that back. Yeah. I'm like, yep. It was the stars. <laughs> yep. Right? The stars funny. did tell me that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it was just so funny to have that full circle moment where my mom was like, wait, this actually, makes sense. this makes sense. You're yeah. Like, so what you've been saying is real. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. isn't just a phase. It's not. Yeah. Devil work. I promise. Right. <laughs> it's actually kind <laughs> of science. Yeah. It's, it's Astrology is literally the yeah. oldest form of science. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot like a lot of people now don't view it as science because it's not like it's very not very rudimentary yeah, or like physics yeah. is definitely taking it over yeah mm-hmm. um which is cool and you yeah. know i i adore that but yeah yeah it's just so funny because especially like my mom and my dad are very like left logical brained yeah. people like you know my dad has a doctorate and my mom has two master's degrees and mm-hmm. one of them being in holistic medicine so i'm like mom yeah mm, get on board a little bit but you know, it's a process. Well, you know, and I'm constant. I'm constantly surprised, amazed, and just kind of humored by the fact that all of us in this field—I'll call it a field—of like um, 
working on ourselves. Field of expansion. Yes, enlightenment, Mm -hmm. right? And we're still shocked constantly when it's like, I'm going through something. Mm -hmm. I'm growing. And it's like, so kind of what you're trying to do, right? Right. Speaking (laughs) of expansion, um, so Jupiter has been in Aries for a long time, which, you know, Jupiter is the planet of expansion and luck and fortune and all of that kind of stuff. And it has transitioned into Aries finally. And so we're leaving that like dragging through the mud type of feeling where, you know, that dreamy Piscean energy that's like ruling that it's now like shifted into Aries, which is a fire sign. So now you have that like passion underneath you where it's like, now is the time to like shoot your shot after the Mercury retrograde. Please hold. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it now. <laughs> now. <laughs> like, and when's that over? Um, June 3rd. Okay. So, so get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like now's the time to like, you know, shoot your shot, like post that thirst trap, you know, like take risks and like do all these things because like that drive and that passion that Aries holds is just being that much more like expansive with Jupiter being in that sign. So it's a really interesting time that, and you know, a lot of people are like, um, like one of my friends the other day was like, so does that like cancel out, um, like all the retrogrades and eclipses and stuff that's happening? And I was like, no, it doesn't quite work like that. It's just Mm -hmm. another energy that you can like use to work with for, you know, your, your journey and your path. Yeah. So, well, I think of those people out there that are like, how is this going to work for me? How, like, why should I do this? Mm -hmm. And I think with it being the oldest, you're just like, it's already out there. Whether you believe it or not, the planets are doing this, the Mm -hmm. lunar, the eclipses, everything. It's already happening. So, if you picture how it feels to like walk against the wind, like how hard it is, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay, that sucks. You can sit there and be like, the wind isn't pushing me back. The, the wrong way <laughs> yeah. you know like you can yeah. be like super ignorant about uh-huh. it because you're literally feeling the pressure of the it resistance, or you could, yeah. yeah or you could turn around and work with it mm-hmm. and like that wind is going to push you like much faster than you thinking that you're like by yourself sure. or you need to which do is, it on your yeah own. which is like literally why i love astrology so much because if you can incorporate these energies that are happening you it literally just like excels like your process so much and it's i mean annoying at times believe me but you know it's there for you and to help you and you know like we're you know eclipse season is almost over in six months we'll have another one but um it's really interesting because the solar eclipse was in Taurus which is my sun sign and the lunar eclipse is in Scorpio which is my moon sign so (laughs) So it's all about you it's literally all about me right now and I fucking hate it um (laughs) but I always joke that Tauruses are just the Leos of the earth signs um we're just Leos in disguise which Leos are very like um stereotypically like self-centered all about them you know type of thing the center of the star of the show you know um but uh, with lunar cycles, um, she, Moonbeam's been to like all of our meditations and stuff. And I always open up the events with like what's happening in the cosmos and like what the energies that we're working with for, you know, today and like the week to come and, you know, all of that stuff. And usually with lunar cycles, you know, the new moon is a time of setting intentions and, you know, getting your ducks in a row so you can start working on your manifestations and that full moon is like the integration period where you're releasing and like 
just dumping all of the stuff that like you don't need to make room for the new, like all of the things that are not serving you anymore that are not aligning with like the path that you're trying to go on and all of that kind of stuff. However, during eclipse season, I highly recommend against manifestation unless you are completely unaffected by everything that's happening. Like if you are in the energy that I've experienced throughout all of this, um, I mean, eclipse season is chaotic and it is unpredictable. Um, so I avoid manifestation, but if it feels right for you, then, you know, whatever resonates, resonates. Um, you also do really good with like, this is what I'm going to do when I go home tonight to mm -hmm. work with the energy. And then I'm like, if I haven't done it before, I'm immediately like, oh my God, thank you. Cause mm -hmm. that's exactly what I'm going to go do now. So like or, some of my rituals, like with new moons, I, um, if it's in a water sign, I'll make moon water with it. Um, but if not, then I don't. Um, but like some of my like witchy rituals are, you know, blowing cinnamon into my house for abundance. And um, at the first of every month, is mm -hmm. that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, journaling and reflecting, journaling, journaling, journaling. I actually recently just uncovered that I had a trauma in regards to journaling because I have never been able to journal or diary without it being found and used against me mm. and so yeah that would be traumatic and so I've journaled but not authentically like I've always omitted right. certain things out of it just in case mm -hmm. you know and I like subconsciously was doing this and um I bought my first like and mind you like my journaling was in a notebook like it wasn't in a real journal it wasn't like you know, anything like that. It was just wherever I could find the time or space to do it. Mm -hmm. And I went and bought my very first actual journal. And Congratulations. I'm already like halfway through it because <laughs> of all the shit I've been doing the past couple of days. So is it a prompted journal or a blank journal? It's a blank journal. Okay. Um, I'm obsessed with collecting journals, even if I don't need one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'll so write it in five years. The power of journaling is really like so influential and like helpful for me especially because I struggle with expressing my emotions properly and do you judge yourself too much because I know it's like the setting aside of the ego and the judgment and just letting the thoughts flow out so I, when you look at it from a triggering standpoint I don't think it's a judgment I think it's a fear based okay. um like oh god they're gonna find out the truth and then like you said use it against me right and yeah. so I mean I've that's part of my shadow work that I was doing um Oh God. Yeah. But, um, journaling is insane. And like with full moons, I, you know, charge my crystals and, um, make moon water and, you know, journal release all of the things really that I need that energy. Yeah. I really release all of the things that I'm like, okay, like I don't need this anymore. This is no longer serving its purpose. Like time to make room for something else to serve its purpose. And oftentimes I'll like burn the like reflection or journal thing that I'm doing on those days because it's just like signifying of like that big release, you know, and you don't have to burn it. You don't have to do any of the things that I do. But burning stuff is really cool. It, I mean, do it safely. Like, yeah, do in it a safely. Sink. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. I just got excited. And I have a chimney in my backyard that like I safely burn stuff. Oh, in. perfect. So that's where I was. Okay. Because the last time that I burned too. something, I found old letters from somebody Gross. in my past uh -huh. did not know that they existed like thought that they got thrown out found them in like a seventh grade box in my mom's <laughs> basement somewhere and I just thought that it was awful to even like 
I didn't know the octave of myself was like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Uh-huh. So like I read it because I wanted to remember that Cheyenne. And then I was like, I love you. I honor who you were. But as I burn you, we burn all of this. Like mm-hmm. this is not going to stay in our memory. We are letting this go. We are letting this go. And it was very like symbolic for me to let that go. And I remember like burning the page and looking at it. And I was like, yeah, like I yeah. was cast away and yeah. created fire. Yeah. Like I was like, yes, we are really releasing we are releasing let it go it's very this powerful. is not me mm-hmm. yeah so that's what I was picturing when I was like burn it <laughs> it's so powerful yeah it is but yeah you're right do it safely <laughs> it's the biggest thing <laughs> disclosure <ever. laughs> so um before we get out of here I do have a few questions about what you actually offer because like if I'm listening to it I would have already been like where's this girl's info I have to talk to you I want to see what your face looks like you know because mm-hmm. I like your voice um <laughs> And I'm not just trying to lure you to get to sing to me. So, Mm -hmm. but you have two different types of charts. So I wanted you to run through, like, if I got this one, what am I getting? If I get this one, like, go ahead and run down what I can get from you. Um, So I'm offering two different types of services. The first one is aimed towards those who don't really know much about astrology or um, natal charts and what they all entail. So... Um, my first service is $44. Um, it's just like 30 to 45 minute session of me going over like your big six with you. Um, your big six being your sun, your moon, your rising or your ascendant, um, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Um, those are some of like the most influential signs in a person's birth or not signs, planets in a birth and Oh my God, words are so hard. Let me try that again. And what kind of things, (laughs) what kind of things does that tell me? Um, so your son is going to show you, you know, like where your ego is, your moon, how you deal with your emotions, your Mars, like where your drive and ambition is, you know, your Venus is like your love and your passion and your pleasure. And all of these things have aspects, um, or like transits, I guess. Um, so an aspect is just like the geometry part of it. So, um, like sextiles, squares, trines, all of that kind of thing. And that might sound like a foreign language to you right now, but I do a, a quite well job us. of explaining to you what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like sextiles and trines are very like free flowing, happy aspects versus squares um, or oppositions that are like kind of like button heads. It's just like conflict. Um, so that's like where you're going to find like the darker parts of a person's chart, um, depending on you know, what planets are involved. Um, But with the intro, with the natal chart intro, it's just going over those big six um, and like teaching them a little bit about what all like is entailed in astrology in a natal chart. And then I have my full birth chart reading, which is $88. And with both of these things, like you'll get my little cheat sheet that explains all of these things. And um a copy of your natal chart and then like a quick little um, like summary of all of the things that I discussed with you um, and just like a notes type of form. Um, but if you get the intro reading and you decide you want the full blown reading, I'll deduct that $44 off of the full natal chart reading. So um, and then the full natal chart reading, you know, I'll go over like all of your aspects and and that's 88, whole, right? Yeah. So 44. That sounds really reasonable. Yeah, 44 for the big as well six. As, and then the and 88 then the includes all of that. But um, also like your Chiron, your Lilith, your nodes, you know, mm-hmm. your fortune, all of that stuff. So I don't see mm-hmm. how there's any way like, yeah, if I were, you know, how I was when I came to my birth chart, 
-hmm. Like I had no expectation. I was just like, I know it's going to show me something. I've already looked up my birth chart, but I knew I needed someone Mm -hmm. who spoke the language. They're online, but it's so, it's not personal. It's really not. I really don't understand. I've looked it up online. I I don't understand. They'll give you paragraphs, but it's it's automated. Yeah, exactly. It's not like authentic. It doesn't like, yeah. Can I go ahead and just sign up for one of the full charts? Can yeah. I like get yeah, first in line? Yeah, can we skip line? the 44 <laughs> and just go straight for the 88? There's like six or seven or 12 people that <laughs> right now. I have never I'm met li- I'm someone. I'm in line next. Yeah, I've never met someone where I'm like, hey, I have a line of people to talk to you. So like whenever you're ready to go live. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, like I'm going to hit publish this week. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. next week. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So then she's like, okay, I got everything on there. I'm waiting to hit publish, which I mean, <laughs> it's still a joint partnership. Like right. I know she's ready to go and we're like, they're still figuring out the rest of the moolah rising stuff, which is, you know, great well, on its well, own. Well, just know I'm going to bug you every day. Um, great. Oh, so I perfect. have a question also. <laughs> so like, what if someone knows I'm, I'm asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. What if someone knows like their day place and time ish like four ish so not four eighteen. if you know right? like the hospital you were born or even like city halls will have records of all of that stuff so the the time is really important like up to the minute yeah okay um the more specific the better okay um because it's going to be like exactly how everything was aligned yeah, like, like like we were right talking about earlier down. yeah right so like so even up to the minute is going to vary it Sometimes. Okay. Um, I, I get why you're asking for you, but like, so when Monroe was born, right mm -hmm. on her birth certificate, they wrote 1038 because as the lady looked up, it struck 1038, Mm -hmm. but Monroe Monroe was born at 1037, which adds up to 11, kind Mm -hmm. of a big deal for me, but Landon (laughs) leaned down as like, I'm puking. Right. (laughs) And he's like, I just want you to know that Monroe was born at 1037, even though they put 1038 on her birth certificate. Hmm. And, I, he told me that because as they're wheeling me back into the room, mm-hmm. I can see r- out of one eye. Mm-hmm. I'm so high. <laughs> um, I'm already looking at her birth chart online. Yeah. And that one minute to me is very significant to me, at least in the way that I do hers. Like so I could be that, one minute off t- from who she really is versus yeah. this is how the stars and the time and everything and Monroe has such a big personality that that would... Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be confusing when yes. you're like, oh... I'm like, wait, this this, actually... this isn't right. Yeah. Um, so I tell I tell her and I'm going to tell her just because she's going to have... This will be a part of her life. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, you need to go study your So w- what I want to offer eventually too is um, like people being able to like buy gift certificates for like pregnant women who want a newborn natal chart reading Mm. um just because like you know if you know your child's birth chart and like how they're going to react to certain things based on the aspects and like the planets that they have in whatever sign like that would make parenting so much easier so (laughs) i mean like yeah and my mom and i probably would have butt heads so much less if (laughs) i would have known all of this back then but like if she would have known that like Every yeah. time she comes up to you and you try to tell her, well, because mommy said she's, well, she's a be tourist like, I too. don't understand that. She's a tourist too. Yeah. It's her own fucking fault because she <laughs> she raised me. I am a reflection of her. She was my only influence. I 100% believe that children are karma. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. I, I believe that. And I used that to tell Monroe her that in my I... fights too. I was like, mm-hmm. I am literally just you. You are looking in a mirror mm-hmm. right now. As a young child, before I even understood what mirroring was, mm-hmm. I was like, you are just mad at me because I am you. Yep. You know what's so funny? I feel that. Is, um, <laughs> and I kind of discovered this as I was doing, um, the workshop as I was putting the workshop together and we were doing the gene keys and everything else. But then also as I was doing, as I was discovering the energy evolution and I don't, I don't know if you guys know about this, but anyway, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I was doing the energy evolution, one thing that I discovered doing my children's gene keys is that it felt to me true and other people might, anyway, I'm going to just say that what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is that both of my children um, genetically and gene keys wise were me at that point in time, mm-hmm. like at my evolution, mm-hmm. they came out of me at my, at my point in evolution. That's who they were born at that time. And so my oldest child was who I was at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And my youngest child was who I was at that point in time, like cool. as, at a genetic and gene key level. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh. That's I wonder if really that's true for others as well. And I I mean, I haven't done enough of other people's children's gene right. keys to know if that's true. But a few people that I've mentioned it to went back and looked at their children's gene keys and they were like, <sighs> that'd be a really fun experiment. It's kind of true for me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she recommended that to me. So she actually gifted that workshop she's talking about. She gifted that to me while I was pregnant with Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was several months along where like I wasn't. I didn't feel as spiritual. I felt like 100% human. I wasn't seeing auras. I wasn't seeing yeah. anything. Like I remember I, you came in and you I were was like, just why like, am I so 3D? I was like, like, why am I so... You're yeah. birthing. She's like, you, yeah. have to be, you have to be human to have a human. You don't need to have yeah. all this extra energy running toward mm-hmm. you. So it's nice because she really put me like on a comfortable path of where mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm not being like disciplined, right? <laughs> so we do this. Why are my spirit guides talking to yeah, me? Yeah, <laughs> and I can't hear fucking thing. Yeah. yeah, that's how it felt. So we did this workshop and I actually ended up shutting down at the end of it. And nobody like when I shut down, it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be there. Yeah. And I wasn't mean to anybody, but I no. like it didn't really matter what I could have uncovered past that point because I was so protective of Monroe and not overstimulating her or cortisol dumping on her or anything on her because I wanted her to come out like knowing that she's loved and as peaceful Mm -hmm. as possible and like mommy's got you it's you and me kid Mm -hmm. so I went through so so many like epiphanies just in this this weekend that we had that by the end of it I just shut down and I was in Desiree's backyard when we did this and I'm not going to cry in front of a bunch of people like if I do (laughs) I'm probably going to (sighs) like fucking regret the whole experience later (laughs) um but like I was sitting there and I just remember like I wanted to cry so bad because like my heart was breaking like in my chest at the end of all this like I'd Mm -hmm. I'd come up on these truths that I'd just been burying for like years and then I was like what do you do with these truths like I can't I can't call anybody like I can't I can't call a lifeline and and I just remember completely shutting down and remembering like that was me protecting Monroe so like I don't feel bad that I shut down but just a not too long ago she's like have you ever looked up Monroe's gene keys because like you use your the same information you plug into your birth chart, you do your gene keys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like I was being wheeled back into my hospital room and I was looking up her birth chart and I was still actively doing my gene keys at the time, which I'm getting back into now. I'm like, I can't believe I never looked up Monroe's gene keys. And the birth chart, like you said, the mm-hmm. newborns, like 
going into your life and teaching how to do it, the gene keys also is a blueprint for like those shadow sides. And really it encompasses not just astrology and astronomy. It's so many different ancient teachings put into one book. Like if I gift you gene keys, I love you so much. Mm. Like I really want you to find yourself and find your true north and find your purpose. And there are, there's, there's people that I've recommended it to. I have a handful of people that I've recommended it to, but Mm. I've actually only bought the book for like one friend and like shipped it to him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you don't owe me anything. If we never talk again, good luck. Good luck, bro. Right. You're going to need it. So it's very powerful stuff. I usually, anytime we bring up Gene Keys, even if we just go Gene Keys in an episode, I link it down below so you can just go get the book for yourself. Cool. Because the first, the the main Gene Keys are your first four, and those are your big shadows that you work on in life. And it's like your aspects of you that are like the things you really need to like work through. Mm -hmm. And when you transcend those shadows, you move into your, um, um, shoot, I can't even think of the word. Anyway. You're, I, you're working good. Yeah. Right? I can't think yeah, of the Yeah, I don't word. know it's what fine. their terminology is. That's why I'm just like planting seeds mm-hmm. so people go do it themselves because I, yeah. can't, I can't keep up with it. Yeah. Like I said, but I'm doing my own work. Basically. It is, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's another translation to you have these blocks in you, whether mm-hmm. it's in your soul contract, your generation, it's it's stuck in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is your... Yeah, it's in ab- your DNA. It's, it's yeah. your absolute responsibility your well, that's to hilarious find these because that's... and unbind them and find your true self. That's you, the you have to go through all of these yeah. things and you have all of these tools to help you. But at the end of the day, you did not come to earth to work and sleep and die. You didn't come to earth to be the director of marketing at. Yeah. Your LinkedIn Bubba's. profile is not the <laughs> right. fucking reason you so were born. Definitely going to be looking into Gene Keys. It's funny, though, because yeah. that like. I was explaining to my mom because my mom has a like a lot of her own shit that I probably will never know about, but you can just tell, you know? Right. And so I was like, they're more than your mom. Oh my God. She had a life before you. Right. And <laughs> that so was startling barely, to me. She barely had a life before. Yeah. Me. Right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I was explaining to her because she got sick right after my youngest sibling was born and Lakin's about to turn 10. And she got sick right after she got a parasite in her intestines. Um, turns out but she went to like every single specialist was like this fucking close to going to the mayo clinic like nobody could tell her what was wrong with her and then she went to a holistic doctor and he was the one that found the parasite and she had to take a really strong dose of medicine for like seven or eight months had to get ivs twice a week with the supplements that like her body was not absorbing properly and like all of these things like her muscles were deteriorating like literally so much shit that like was so unexpected and like the parasite is gone now but she still has those like residual effects from it like she has to eat completely paleo like can't have preservatives no gluten like if she even has the slightest tinge of gluten then like it's game over for a long time for her it takes her a long time to recover from stuff like that um but I was explaining to her like you know because it was in the midst of me writing all of my shadow work prompts and um I was like you know I can send you some of these if you want them because your, your emotions that even the ones that you don't remember that you've blocked, whether that be intentionally or as a survival tactic, um, are stored in your DNA. Like Mm -hmm. they act as poison, literal poison to your body. Like it makes you sick. Like if your cells are full of sadness and anger and fear and anxiety and all of these like 
quote negative emotions, you know, because good or bad is objective. But if they're filled with that, then your the rest of your body and all of your organs and everything else is going to react in a state of those emotions mm-hmm. rather than, you know, working through that and letting those emotions flow through you so they're not being stored. And so your body can hold on to those like happy, positive emotions and mm-hmm. like heal itself. And she was like, well, that actually does make sense. Like, I'm sure that that's why I can't heal fully and like all of this stuff. And that's when she told me that she was proud of me for breaking generational cycles. But like, Mm -hmm. that's big of her to notice that it's a generational cycle and you've Mm -hmm. been able to stamp it out too. I mean, that's really powerful. And I'm happy that you guys have that relationship. It was also cool of her to be like, wow, what you're saying makes sense. Just because I'm older than you doesn't mean that I know everything and you know nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like a new experience as well. I really do like that. Well, sometimes it is hard um, for parents to step out of the, I'm the parent, you're the kid role. Like, I can't learn, like, they can learn stuff from you. They can't acknowledge that they got it from you. Uh Um, And I, like, I have a teeter-totter with that. Like, sometimes my parents will be super super open with me, and then other Mm -hmm. times they're like, too far, kid. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, ring it back in. (laughs) You're right. You know, so I don't don't go home anymore and, like, try to Mm -hmm. do that. Obviously, it comes out naturally now. I don't ever try to either, but it just happens. Well, again, it's just like, if they, you know... I think it's something that we talked about earlier. It's like so many people want to bring up a past version of me or my past. And hey, I don't live there. I sold the whole building. Right. Like I'm so far past that when that when someone tries to put my past self on me, like that's who I am now. Thank you for that, because I know where you are and Mm -hmm. where you stopped. And I know how to love people where they are. But I also like I get off on setting boundaries. Yeah. So thank you for showing me who you think I actually still am, because I'm sorry I hurt you, but I've evolved far past that person that you think that I am. For sure. So especially, again, being able to have that moment of clarity with your mom, super powerful Mm because of my birth chart. My mom and I do really good, but we're like completely different signs. Um, so if you think of it from like a soul evolution and not a mother daughter thing, mm-hmm. um, from a young age, I always told my mom, like I picked her and she would always like bring that up. She's like, you always mm-hmm. tell me you pick me. And I was like, I believe that I did. Like I looked down, I was like up on the clouds with God. And I was like, I want her. I was like, so, I remember your hair was per- permed and you were in a kiss crop top. So I believe that because Aquarius is, it sits in the 11th house, which is the window to the 12th, which is your access to the spiritual realm. So a lot of people view them as like pretty much like mirroring like side by side aspects of each other. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, we do well, but I remember her being like, there's a point where you guys are good. And then she was like, you know, on a radio receiver, like you lose the connection. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that would be a conversation with my mom and I, like, I think we're on the same. And then like just one sentence later, like we've lost each other (laughs) and we're both really good at like, if we don't understand and it's not explained to us, like now I'm frustrated. Now I'm upset. And instead of you recognizing that I'm frustrated because I don't understand, Mm -hmm. I'm looked at as like, I'm, I'm bad. Yeah. I'm being angry. I'm acting out. And I'm like, I do not understand what is going on. <laughs> and I acted that way my whole life. And then obviously when I found out like why I was doing it, I started seeing like my mom acting that way, just mm-hmm. like in a normal conversation. I'm like, why are you so mad right now? And she's like, I don't even know. <laughs> and I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah. Like I still do it. I still get frustrated, but having the awareness to be able to change it was super, super big for me. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a birth chart that showed me that. 
So very, very important. And for me, like when I have friends call me and they're like, I don't know what's going on. Like their consciousness is mm-hmm. expanding um, to take the woo-woo out of it. It's just collectively happening. I'm like, go get a birth chart reading so because you need a blueprint of what, like now that you've found a little piece of yourself, go get your blueprint. So there's also these things called perfection years. So we discussed um, like what all the different houses mean and everything like that. So the perfection years, you can think about it as like, age zero birth you are working on yourself in the first house age one you know you're becoming more aware more alert of things you're like learning you know subconsciously your values and you know all of that kind of stuff three you're or two excuse me you're learning how to talk you're like learning how to communicate which is the third house of communication so on and so forth. So all they the all kind of like feed into each other. Yeah. So it's called the perfection years because those years of your life, like you can look at like what house they sit in and it's the same for everyone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's the um, very chakras align like kids coming into their mm-hmm. chakras and building them and how like correct parenting helps yeah. them do that and like get away from that trauma later. So when I was curious, like how they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and they basically said like they're the different side of it, the same coin. Yeah, and I thought that was super powerful because literally everything you said, like age one, like root chakra, like newborn having, yes. like even newborn having to be like by yeah. the mother, and you're in 100% survival mode. Mm-hmm. And then when you're safe and secure, you get to go out and explore more because you're comfortable and you feel safe. There's and, your sacral, and, and that's yeah. and that's when like they start like getting curious and no means no, but they don't act it out, and then they're jumping off stuff, and mm-hmm. you just go from there and there and there. So the wheel just keeps going mm-hmm. and going and going. Eleven will be like the close of the first wheel in Pisces, and then twelve again in Aries, and you know it just keeps going and going. So the development of the heart chakra happens um, around the same time that all of your teenage hormones, and they say yeah. that there's literally in the chakra system where the love that you receive like from your parents and your family is all the love that you need but then like it switches because you're coming into your heart chakra mm-hmm. in a like romantic human connection phase mm-hmm. and it just happens to be that all those happen at the same time so when you, one day like your kid wants to hug you and the next day it's uncool but they want like a boy or a girl from school to hug them mm-hmm. like it just happens like that fast yeah. um learning it from like an astrology standpoint or an energy standpoint was um, very eye-opening for me. For sure. Because I was like, oh, okay, that all of this like truly, truly connects. So um, I am going to, what's up? I was just going to say, so So you're saying Ezra's not going to want to hug me soon? <laughs> I don't know. Not. To each their own. Yeah. I, I'm. Every Gosh, person is it. their own person. I don't do that. Ezra's a sweetheart though. Yeah. Ready. How old is he? 11? Uh, 12. Just turned 12. Just turned my 12. My littles, when I say my littles, I mean my little sisters, but I was a big part in raising them so they're my littles um they turned 10 and 12 on june 20th they had the same birthday oh um gemini cusp let me tell you <laughs> um, <laughs> we were really close to being like monroe being a pisces but she came three days earlier and like we're all a family of aquarius but i wanted aquarius but i remember i remember being like now listen like if you're pisces like i'll love you but (laughs) it's gonna be challenging i've i've already i've already got the design on cricket for like the family of aquarius pisces are very hard for me to love i think one of my besties is a pisces yeah they just uh, 
they just live in dreamland and I'm very logical and grounded and it just doesn't work that way sometimes. Sounds like a yin and yang symbol to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my little sisters are still very loving. So yeah, well, Ezra great. might be that way too. Yeah, I hope so. Well, thanks for having me guys. Thank I'm really, you for coming. It was yeah, I learned so much episode. from you. Do you see my notebook? This was empty when it started <laughs> i also doodle when like people talk so i don't disassociate because mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's something yeah. i'm working on is not disassociating my yeah. life away i make ghost study later notes yeah ghost yeah. study later notes yeah, yeah and i try to write everything down but um again so like your beginner big six intro is 44 dollars, mm-hmm. and then you also have a full natal mm-hmm. and that's 88 mm-hmm. but if obviously they get the first one they want to know more you'll be happy to take off that 44 which i've never heard of doing so that's amazing um, I we just promise, want it to be affordable for everyone. Yeah, we promise that she will get her TikTok and her YouTube going, so I'll <laughs> add those links in later. She will bother me until I do I it. will literally bother <laughs> you until you do it. But my favorite part of the show, um, my true north, <laughs> is music. music. I can't wait. Um, and I picked this song out like last week when I knew you were coming on, and I listened to it today, and I picked a completely different part of it than what I was going to. And usually it's like a minute clip, and mm-hmm. this is a minute and thirty-five seconds. Like you get Ooh, thirty-five extra seconds. I wanted, I wanted you to hear like every part of it, and don't take the lyrics literal because it's it's not even about the lyrics. Okay. So um, this is sponsored by Vitality Exposed Concert Photography. Please go check her out on Instagram. The links down below. Give her some love. That's my friend Kelly Catastrophe. She photographs death and destruction during the day for the police force in Kansas City, and then she also goes into the nightlife of the city and shows you all of our beautiful stages that we all need to go back to and today's track is crash by neovi um it's basically like the end of the song usually i do a bunch of intros but this one really really spoke to me and i really just um i wanted to share it with you guys so if i've already shared this with you here's another part of the song that's wonderful (laughs) tegan thanks again thank you guys thanks for coming